Inquisitive Nobody. I'm your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. What is going on? We are back again with two new guests. This is episode 65, Detours, Backroads, and Roundabouts. We're never on time, but it's always on time. And pretty much, this episode is just about, you know, even though there are delays in your destination, with uh, perseverance, you get to where you need to get to, uh, where you should have, as opposed to when you wanted to. In other words, if you didn't go, if it didn't go as, I mean, it didn't go as planned, but it turned out all right. And I got two people that are like the kings and queens of like detours, back roads, and all that stuff. <laughs> I would like to welcome Kyle and Jen. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. How about yourself? I'm all right, sir. Doing well. Thanks for having us. How are you? <laughs> this is going to be an awesome show. So, how, I mean, how, how are you guys doing? Doing okay? Yeah, doing all right. You know, just one day at a time and... uh one back door at another. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you like that title, right? I exactly. love it. People are going to think we have a filthy household, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, again, like I know, um, like I said to you, like off air, there were a lot of uh, <clears throat> things about your, like your story about, like, I remember like there was one time where I think Kyle said like he had to take a pay cut and stuff like that. I want to, I want to talk about that and also i believe uh you guys well you guys had to push up your wedding date you know i want to talk about that just stuff like that just like oh man i wanted it to happen now but we couldn't but you know it turned out for the better you know so that's pretty much uh what i want to talk about also too if uh you guys have a keen eye i mean keen eye keen ear You'll be hearing a word party in the background, <laughs> and this couple's uh, beautiful child. That just she's just playing around right now, just having fun. So, all right. So I don't want to hear any uh, mess <laughs> in the comment section or anything like that. But all right. So um, let's get started. You guys ready? Yeah, let's ready do this. Go. All right. So so for first first off, how did you guys even meet? Uh. I'd say a 911 call brought us together. <laughs> yeah. What? So, so to, to elaborate on that, we... Uh, Holy we, shit. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. <laughs> we, we were both volunteer EMTs together. Oh, in, uh, okay. In, in the town that we're from. And uh, I had been there for, for quite some time, and Jen was a new member that joined, and we just happened to be working an overnight shift together unbeknownst to each other so we had gotten a call or right prior to us getting a call jen had come down to the building because it's customary to go over your equipment and make sure you're prepped for the shift that you're about to to start on and we uh both smoked cigarettes at the time so i was outside smoking a cigarette when she walked up and uh just jokingly to her, you know, as I was talking to her, I said, hey, I said, by the way, I said, are, are you going to sleep here at the building? Because some people do, some people don't. And she goes, yeah. So, well, I just want to warn you, I snore. I said, I let everybody know that I haven't met, I snore. But I had already been there for probably eight plus years in the organization prior to her joining. Mm-hmm. So, 
this was my building. You're, <laughs> you're the new person. If you don't like the snoring, you're going to have a bad night of sleep, not me. Right. Um, so we were talking, and then I was just I was like, oh, so where are you from? And she said, oh, I'm from you know that town. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I said, well, just so you know, I said, you, you don't have to sleep here. Like You're allowed to sleep at your house mm-hmm. and just respond if you know we get called out for an emergency. And she goes, oh, really? No one ever told me that. And I said, yeah. It was my first overnight. Right. So when he yeah. said that, I was like, all right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as she left, I'm like, I'm like, you idiot. I'm like, you got this hot chick walking up. You could have had a whole night, like, get to know her or whatever. Who knows what the night could have led to. Not saying that, you know, it would have went down any particular path. Sure, I was sure. like, but I was like, you shoot her away. I was like, well, <laughs> there goes that opportunity. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. Because cause I was wondering, because I was like, you guys, well, how old were you guys back then? Uh, when, when I you think guys I met? was 28. Yeah, so then I'm 24. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Because I, cause I was 25. like. Yeah, right. there's like there's like three, three years and change between us, so. Oh, really? I thought there was more than that. Okay. Yeah, no, there's three, three years and change between us, so. You figure, yeah, I'm 24, she's 27, turning 28, somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, cause I know, because obviously I, I've known you, well, actually, I think, hmm, maybe, maybe I've known Kyle, what, from, I don't know, what, five, six? No. Uh, no, probably, probably, well, me there? and her are together eight years now. This is eight okay. years. Okay. So, yeah, probably, probably seven to eight years, probably almost the whole time. That we've been together. Oh wow. Okay. Cause, cause, um, the thing is, I was like, cause we always joke that like you're the baby of the of our group. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, cause you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. the youngest. But I was just like, how in the? Cause I was under the assumption that you guys were maybe like five or six years apart, and I was like, how in the world did you guys freaking meet? <laughs> you know, oh, if yeah, you guys yeah. are like such different ages, you know, like I was like, yeah. I don't know, like maybe a dating site or whatever. So I just thought that was very interesting because I didn't know that you guys like worked together. Yeah, oh. no, it was, a, it was a truly random encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, just happened to be, like I said, I mean, eventually we would have crossed paths, you know, being in that organization, there's probably 12 to 20 people total in that organization. So inevitably paths would have crossed mm-hmm. monthly meetings that we had training exercises, just being at the, at the building for whatever. But it just happened to be that particular night, and then uh, I don't know. We both, I guess, took an interest and mm-hmm. met more often, and you know, started meeting outside of the place and going on dates together. And we did a lot of coffee. That was like that was like our big thing. Was we used to go, we used to go down to Dunkin' Donuts and grab coffee together, and just you know, like I said we were smokers, so it was just coffee, cigarettes, and just bullshitting about. <laughs> Anything and everything. <laughs> that that sounds like a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> coffee, cigarettes, yeah, and bullshit. Yeah, it was like it was like a, it was like a spinoff of Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, you know, coffees and comedians. You know. Yeah. So, okay. So, what made Jen? What made you decide to freaking date this big lug? Since yeah, no. you guys were like you know difference in age, especially you were the older one because stereotypically. Listen, I'm no predator, but. <laughs> no, <that's, laughs> say that you were but i'm just saying stereotypically you know women don't want to be the older of the two in in a couple right right um no honestly i think it had to do a lot with like my previous experiences Mm -hmm. um knowing that 
being close in age doesn't really matter. Um, I've dated people obviously older than me. I've dated people the same age. It never really worked out. Um, then Kyle came along and offered me rice pudding, obviously. Like, honestly. <laughs> he offered me food, and I was like, oh, he's sweet. He's offering me food. That's great. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. Um, and then he just, like, he said the right things. He did the right things. Like, he was just very kind. He wasn't selfish. Um, there's... This, this this sounds kind of cheesy, but there's when I first met Kyle, he would look at me like I was the only one in the room. Like there would be a, a group of us together and he would just look at me and I was like, oh, that's like that's really sweet. I mean, I, I kind of age didn't really mean anything. Who he was didn't mean anything like it was just like, all right, let's see where this goes, really. Um so I, I, I want to say between the food and the look, that, that's all it took. <laughs> Speak, speaking of food, at some point there's a, a story of a date we went on that I want to touch on when it comes to oh boy food. <laughs> all right. So, so you said that age didn't really matter to you. No. What, uh, what about you, Kyle? Like, I mean, a- age is never a thing for me. I mean, mm. I just, you know. I honestly Not, don't even think I knew how old he was until like we started having our coffee nights. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. same thing. I never knew that she was older than me. I'm, you know, assumed. Right. Um. It was weird. I like. I never. I. I never. We never knew each other. But growing up in in the town we grew up in is a small. We grew up in the same town, so it's just it's a small community. Um. I was very involved in town sports, and her younger brother who I like to make fun of her with, is still older than me. Um, <laughs> um, he was a very well-known athlete in town. He was a very prominent football player. I mean, any sport he touched, he dominated at. He oh, was nice. a very, very good athlete. So every, I knew her, her brother. I had played against him in sports. You know, I knew of him just from being the name he was in town, of, of just being like a really high pro. He was a very popular kid, but, you know. Um, so I knew the name, and then... I think after our talks or being, you know, hanging out for a while or whatever, I finally figured out like, oh, wow, you're so-and-so's sister. Oh, I know your brother for God, since we were little kids, you know, I remember rec leagues and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's one of those. And then, we, you know, over the course of time, we found out we had a lot of, you know, mutual friends. Like she was friends with a lot of my friends, older brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that were her, her age. And, you know, so at some point in time, we're confident that like, paths I'm sure have crossed in some sense uh one of her close friends is is practically you know a married in cousin to my family mm-hmm. was one of her close friends growing up so and she used to go by the house all the time and I was always at her house because it was you know it was, it was my aunt who married into the family's niece so was, we grew up as cousins mm-hmm. um so again it's just one of those like I'm sure at some point over the span of life we've crossed paths without knowing. So it's like, you know, is it that little bit of fate thing that plays into it? Who knows? You know, how right. sappy you want to get. I mean, I'm not like a notebook kind of guy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, did you have something to say? Oh, it's, it looked like you had something to say. Um, but as I mentioned before, <clears throat> you know, uh, you were, I mean, you are like the baby, like of our, you know, uh, group and stuff like that. But, and I'm pretty sure that I've mentioned this, but if I haven't, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you this right now. You have always struck me as like a fuck like a man. 
You know what I mean? That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I mean is just like, even though like you're the youngest by like a decade, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, you seem like you're just like right there like along with us. And so, and like you even, you, you even feel like you're like older than me just because just the stuff that like you know and you're just like on it, you know, and stuff like that. And I wanted to talk about that because I know off air you you were we were talking about something and we were and you were talking about that you uh grew up in a uh broken home. So I wanna like discuss like one, like what does that actually like mean to you? Because I know I believe you said that your father wasn't a part of your life. Yeah, no, never. Okay, never. so it's like how did you attain such like fucking like knowledge and like tutelage of being a man when you didn't have one essentially in your life? Um a lot of it, I mean, a lot, listen, a lot of credit has to go to my mother. My, my mother being a single mom her, you know, my entire life, definitely have to give her a lot of credit. She she did the best she could under the circumstances. You know, she, my mom set herself up to have a good career. You know, she, my mom's a teacher. But like all government jobs, when you start out in the beginning, as I know firsthand and Jen knows from being with me, you're, you are poverty level pay. Um, just to put it in perspective, in the 80s, when my mom first became a teacher, the starting salary was $12,000 a year, and that was for full time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she just, she knew, she figured out how to survive. My mom worked four, five, six plus jobs. Uh, she always worked jobs outside of teaching that she could bring me along with. So we, we never lost the time together. Right. And she didn't have to rely on babysitting and everything like that that could mess up her going to work and, and being able to provide for us. Sure, sure. Um, you know, there were struggles. There was times where we went without electricity, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm more than well-rounded in how to mix powdered milk with water to make milk for cereal. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, my mom was very uh, ingenuitive. You know, she she knew, let's, all right, let's make a garden, a little piece of grass that we have. And if we grow fruits and vegetables, that's less money she has to pay for doing this or if I can get a job cooking I can make a little bit extra to keep for us and still deliver the meal that I'm supposed to deliver to whoever uh you know my grandparents I can't say are well off but you know they were my grandfather owned a you know owned a mechanic business my grandmother worked part-time in a school so you know there was always a lot of help with with my grandparents watching me and I'm sure financially not that I know offhand but I'm sure financially they've helped over the time too Mm. um you know, my mom surrounded me with great role models. You know, a lot of her male friends were, were great positive influences on me. Um, but a lot of it was, you know, the town we grew up in wasn't an inner city type, but it wasn't your upper scale suburb either. There was a lot of crime element. So it exposed me a lot going through the schools, as I'm sure it did with Jen. Um, it exposes you to a lot from a lot of different backgrounds. You know, I had a lot of friends that grew up a lot worse than me and a lot of friends that grew up a lot better than me, as most people do. Uh, so, you know, like being introduced to, to crime, violence, drugs, that was, you know, I could probably go back to elementary school when I first got a taste of a little bit of all that. Um, the block, I, I grew up on a dead end street. It was a nice street, but again, um, one of my fondest, fondest memories, as messed up as it seems, as a kid, there was a guy that used to come around as I grew up, found out he was the uh, cocaine dealer for a lot of the adults. And all these adults are parents of kids that I grew up with. Some of them, my best friends at the time. So I found out this guy was like their cocaine dealer. So I remember one day 
I'm the only kid on the block, and he comes there, and he taught me how to basically he handed me a hammer and told me to destroy this guy's motorcycle. And he just looked at me. He goes, just remember, this is what happens when you owe people money. You know, and I'm, I'm probably eight, nine years old. You know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I just know I can hit something and not get in trouble. You know, come to find out it's because the guy owed him a lot of money for, for drugs. Um, wow. You know, waking up, seeing broken beer bottles and stuff all across the streets because there was a big rowdy fight the night before. Um, but I can't say like I can't, you know, it, it's not like that happened every night. But it happened enough that, you know, 30, 33 years old, I could sit here and remember it like it's yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, I didn't grow up in a sheltered life. I definitely was eye-opened. And then my mom working so much and me being on my own a lot more because other kids' parents were home. So it was that, you know, 90s community feel of, you know, you you looked after your community. You know, if 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 I'm if my mom's home, every kid on that block is one of her kids, and it, it went the same way with everybody else. So being home alone wasn't a big concern for her, but it allowed me a lot more freedom of exploration, and it also made me grow up more because I had to know how to do things on my own. And, you know, my mom being a female, female, you know, I had took – took on that male responsibility and it, it grew me up. And then as life went on and, you know, I got into more adventurous things and <laughs> more, more decision-making and, and more eye-opening experiences. And I just, I've experienced a lot of life in a short period of time. Yeah, no, but okay. <laughs> that, uh, that explains it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just in, you know, in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but like, seriously though, like, I mean, maybe it didn't come off as like a compliment or whatever, but like, seriously though, like when I, when I like hang out with you and like, I'm chilling with you and we're just, you know, just shooting the shit or like when it's just anything, whatever it's like movies, politics or whatever, like you, like, you know what you're fucking talking about, you know? Oh and, yeah. Well, and I'm I've, just like, wow. Like, I've always had that philosophy too, that I want to be. Instead of the, you know, that the jack of all trades, master of none, mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm proficient in, in one particular thing. I'd rather know a little bit about a lot. Sure. Because I think being that well-rounded person mm-hmm. opens you up to more advantages than being the master of one thing and being uh, oblivious or, or not as educated or knowledgeable in other areas. I'm not saying it's going to prevent you from success. It's just, you know, it's, it's my philosophy. Yeah, and I think the little one in the background agrees with me. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. But yeah, no, like I, I really commend you, like with you know, you know, not having like the dad or whatever. Like you still, you still made it. You know, it's like and that's like pretty much the point of like you know my title. I hear you know, yeah. like so, like that. That's freaking awesome, man. I'm really proud of you in that in that sense. I like, appreciate. Seriously. I appreciate. It. Thank you. So, um, so all right, so let's go back. Let's you know try to bring Jen back into the conversation. <laughs> Please tell me about this food story date that you want to talk about. Yeah, so um, uh, <laughs> Kyle and I, we used to, we never really planned where to go or what to do. Everything was just always on the fly when we first met. Um, he wanted to take me somewhere, and I I have to say, when we first started dating, like, Kyle was that guy who was like, I have to pay for everything. I just, I have to pay, I have to pay, and I'm like, dude, I get it. I appreciate it. But you don't have to pay for anything, or not anything, but everything. Mm-hmm. We can definitely split it. I'm not going to 
What? You judge mean, you? A woman with sense? <laughs> what are you? What are you talking yeah, exactly. about? Listen, you know what? I got a job. Okay, I can pay. <laughs> My God, I'm not going to pay for everything. I, but I, hey, that's fine. I mean, some chicks they don't even want to go fifty fifty on things. So like yeah. you hearing this, my God, you know, and say you know, it. Martini coming from the old school mentality of you know the the guy's supposed to always pick up the tab on everything, whether it's coffee or the five star restaurant that you're going to. You know, it's 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 expected or or uh, you know or like you're a loser. I'm gonna talk to my girlfriends exactly. when I get home. And like, girl, he didn't pay. Exactly, <laughs> he didn't pay. Dump well, his ass. Well, you know how our group is, right? So yes. you know that conversation would have happened <laughs> should it have gone down like that. <laughs> but it didn't. Uh, you know, we would go. He would pay for coffee. We'd go, I mean, ice cream, whatever it was, Kyle was paying for it. And um, finally, like, I would always tell him, I'm like, dude, like, I, I, I have a job. Like, I have a well-paying job. I can pay. I'll pay for gas. I'll pay for whatever. Just say whatever, like, whatever you want me to pay for, and I'll pay for it. So we go on this, like, random trip. I want to say we, we were – did we try to go to Liberty? So, yeah. So we were going to the Liberty Science Center. That, yeah. We were supposed to take her, her nieces. Uh, uh, and last second, they couldn't go. So Jen's like, well, she goes, instead of wasting the tickets, do you want to go? And I, I'd never been. So I was like, absolutely, yeah. Let's go check it out. So we go down there. It's, you know, it's a pretty cool thing. You know, for an adult, can I say, can you make a day trip out of it? No, but it's, you know, it's worth going to experience it. So as we're leaving, and, and me and Jen are big foodies, like always have been mm-hmm. big foodies. So she's like, oh, she's like, let's get something to eat. And we were going to originally go to a beer garden in Jersey City. And I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, I'm really craving like a good steak. <laughs> so let's go to a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Dinner time is six, seven o'clock. So let me just paint the picture for you. Mm-hmm. I must have been wearing just like jean shorts, flip flops, a tank top. It's summertime, whatever. Just he's wearing Jean, a t-shirt. Jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, we are not dressed to impress anybody. We're dressed <laughs> for a regular casual day. Yeah. And it's a Saturday. You know, it's a weekend night. Mm-hmm. So we're so. walking, we're walking. I don't know where he's like, oh, like Kyle's very big on yelping um, and like doing the research before we go. He wants to make sure that like the reviews are great and the price is, is fair. Mm-hmm. Well, he definitely did not check the price <laughs> in this one. He just made sure that the reviews were great. Yeah, so I didn't really understand the whole uh, $1 dollar sign. Signs. Oh, right, right. Yelp. I didn't really understand that. And my thing is, is if I'm going to spend money, my, my whole purpose of yelping and researching and all that is if I'm, I'm going to spend money on food, I don't care about spending money on food. I want it to be quality. Sure. You know, no, there's nothing worse, and I think your listeners can agree, I think everybody could agree, there's nothing worse than splurging on a night out to go out to eat and you have a miserable meal. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. that's probably one of life's worst things you could experience mm-hmm. luxury-wise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So we find this steakhouse. To this day, I have no idea the name of it. <laughs> I've never been able to find it. This is eight years later. I still cannot find where this place is in Jersey City, but it's in the basement of a brownstone. So it should have been my first tip off. <laughs> right. That we're going into the basement of a brownstone house. I didn't house. think twice. I was just like, oh, I'm just he knows his way. Let's just go. <laughs> yeah, Fine, right. I'll follow And I'm you. a very confident person. So when I'm going, I'm, okay, we're going. You know, I'm going to make it seem like me and the owner are Goombas. We play poker on the weekends. Right. Like, yeah, I'm going to walk into a place like I own it. So my second tip-off should have been when we walked in, I don't think the, the least-dressed person besides us was wearing, like, a three-piece suit. 
<laughs> it's one of those all the kind stairs, of like we're, we're both walking and all we get are stairs like everyone's head is turning as we're walking in mm-hmm. they put us all the way in the back in a corner so that should have been like i don't know red flag number 10 <laughs> yeah. right so then we get down to get some food yeah and uh we get seated mm-hmm. and uh so so we start ordering and we split an appetizer and we get a couple cocktails and then we go we end up splitting an entree so we were each going to individually order a meal and then the special of the day was a porterhouse for two so it's a porterhouse big steak you know split it between the two of us you know we're splitting appetizers we get you know your standard baked potato and mushrooms or whatever on the side mm-hmm. again not really thinking of the whole like how a la carte works because <laughs> I don't you know that's French to me <laughs> Okay, right. <laughs> in the literal sense as well. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my third tip-off should have been when the owner or manager or bigwig of the place comes and sits at our table and starts talking to us and buys us a round of drinks, but does not do that for anybody else that I observe. <laughs> right, right, right. So now we get the steak, and now it's going through my head like, all right, I've just dug a deep hole. Like, <laughs> I got the cold sweats. Mind you, he doesn't say anything to me. Like, here I am, I'm eating. Like, I'm seeing it all happen. Like, now I'm at the point where I'm just like, damn, this is on him. Like, he's screwed now, thinking like, all right, yeah. Kyle again, wants to pay. He's going to pay. I'm a confident person. So now uh, we get to the dessert part. Mm-hmm. And when in Rome, so this guy's talking. Jen gets a creme brulee. Gets a little dessert cocktail. Mm-hmm. I go to the guy. I'm like, ah, let me get the the 17-year-old port wine. Never had port in my life. <laughs> what is wrong Don't even you? know. But I figure, go big or go home, right? <laughs> I'm in this deep. What's another $20 shot of wine going to do to me at this point? Well, right. it doesn't even end there. Because then he goes, let me get a cup of berries. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, so And I get made fun of all for? that. <laughs> I like berries. Like I like mixed berries. Like if I, I'm not a big dessert person, I don't like right. cakes and all that kind of stuff. But right. I love fruit, so right. it's the only thing on the menu that grabbed my eye. <laughs> so now the bill comes, and I'm sweating. <laughs> so I crack this bill open: two hundred and eighty-five dollars for the two of us. Oh my god! So Wait, I'm, this isn't like your first date, no? Right? Oh no, we've been dating maybe. A month, a month or two oh, at okay, this okay, point. Okay, yeah, okay. but we have we had gone. I mean, we were going out three, four times a week. I mean, oh, we were okay. going out all the time. Great, Again, great, great. Okay. Kyle paid for everything. <laughs> yes, yes, and nothing extravagant. You know, it could be coffee, could be going to a bar for a couple drinks, meet up with some of her friends, my friends. You know, th- that new dating, starting to get to know everybody. Sure, sure. Phase. Um, one of our first dates was actually with uh, uh, her two cousins that yeah. that we were talking about. Right. Um. And I ended up get I had food poisoning when we went on that date. <laughs> I'd gotten food poisoning at work earlier. Um, but anyway, so so before I really go down a rabbit hole, um, so I'm looking I'm looking at this this bill two hundred eighty five dollars, and I'm thinking to myself, I didn't do credit cards or anything back then. I was a cash only kind of guy. Okay. And I'm thinking like I have one hundred fifty dollars in cash on me. <laughs> the numbers don't add up here. <laughs> right. Like there's no way I'm stretching like arguing with a guy to take something off a bill that I'm getting $130 minus a tip yeah. off this bill. So I'm, I'm like, here goes nothing. So I just look at Jen. I'm like, listen, I'm like, don't ever say I never let you, I didn't let you pay for anything. And I just <laughs> slid the bill her way. <laughs> and what did he you slid do? that bill and when I opened it, I was like, 
Wow. All right. <laughs> I see. I get it. But you know what? Like in my mind, it's it's we laugh about it now. And even at that time, I was like, I can't really complain. Like it was hysterical to me because I was just like, you cheap motherfucker. <laughs> but it was still like throughout all of our dates, like you always paid. So technically speaking, I guess you can say it all added up, but it really should have been like, whoa, red flag. Stop right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Little did she know. That's what I mean. It, it definitely was a red flag. I should have just picked it up then. I guess I just didn't. I was thoughtful. That's so was I. That's why I gave you the bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking insane. Oh, my goodness. All right. So everything is going good. You guys freaking love each other. All that good stuff. You know what I mean? And um, obviously, you know, like how far how far along the relationship uh, when you proposed? So that's a whole nother story. <laughs> so we were we were f- five years in, four or five years in. When, okay. when I when I knew I was you know like I wanted to get married with Jen, yeah. and this was definitely the one, and and I wanted to propose and everything like that. But uh, what ma- what what gave you not what gave you that confidence? What gave you that thing was like yeah, she's it. Well, because hanging out with her was easy. I mean, we definitely had a lot of ups and downs. We definitely, over that time period, went through a lot of uh, life together. We had lived together for a little bit. Uh, and then I basically moved into her parents' house with her. Mm-hmm. Just to, you know. Um, so, you know, we had been together all day, every day for years. Yeah. We, we lived, we had our own place for a year. Um it was you know it was easy hanging. Honestly, the, the the way I described it to my friends when I told them you know I was getting married and everything like that was that hanging out with Jen was like hanging out with one of the guys, and that's how I knew it was it was it was meant to be because you know you know how it is hanging out with your friends is the easiest thing in the world. Sure, and that's how it was with Jen. Even like as bad as things had gotten with us, and we had some like terrible breakup moments over the years, and terrible like said some horrific things to each other. You know, typical dating stuff that everyone goes through sure it was still you know when it was good it was like hanging out with my friend mm-hmm. and it's still like that and we we've, we've still had you know some horrendous times and gone through what most people go through and probably more than what most people go through but it's still when it's you know when you take away all those bad times it's still it's easy mm-hmm. you know the bad times is, is what makes the relationship. If you can make it through the bad times, obviously that's what the relationship is, is you got to be able to make it through the bad times. Um, and a couple of my married friends had told me, and I, I'm sure I've seen it online too. Um, they said, if you know you're meant to be with that person, if, if you have to picture them at their worst moment, and if you could deal with that for the rest of your life, that's the person you got to be with. Hmm. So I, I always kept that in my mind too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, her at her worst. Yeah, there's definitely times where I'm like, screw this, I'm out. <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, it, normal. Yeah, normal yeah, for yeah. what a- anyone feels. Sure. So, but our, so our proposal, <laughs> um, our proposal was basically a phone conversation between the two of us, to be honest with you. We, <laughs> because we didn't plan on getting married that quick. We, we wanted to be engaged for a year or two. Mm. That was what we had discussed is that, you know, we wanted to have a longer engagement mm-hmm. before the marriage because we really wanted to put away and, ha- you know, have whatever you bride, you know, more so the bride, mm-hmm. the, the the wedding of their, you know, what they picture their wedding to be is mm-hmm. what they want. Mm-hmm. So we figured we'll do a longer engagement, you know, we'll put money away, we'll get things 
put into place so that when the time's right to have that wedding financially and timing wise and everything like that, we can go ahead with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jen was adamant and she had been adamant years prior that when we had first talked about marriage amongst ourselves, um, was that she wanted her grandfather to walk her down the aisle because mm-hmm. her grandfather was really her father figure in her life growing up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, for, you know, her own personal reasons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so out of like the course of nowhere, mm-hmm. her her grandfather had really declined in health rapidly, mm-hmm. rapidly, and was getting to a point where you knew the end was was close and inevitable. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, uh, as the, the the podcast title goes, you know, we kind of had to just adjust to uh, the way things are, which for me is very easy. Mm-hmm. And and I get that from my mother. I'm I'm not a planner. I'm not a I'm I'm a go with the flow. Mm-hmm. What happens happens. Don't fight it. Just ride the wave. The wave goes up. The wave goes down. But it it all works out in the end. Mm-hmm. Jen is uh, I need to wake up at eight, and by eight oh one I need to do this, and at eight oh two I need to do this, and I need to use this many sheets of toilet paper when I go to the bathroom, <laughs> so I get this many days out of like that kind of thing. You know, right, she's right, right. very. Which which is a good yin and yang for us because if it wasn't for her, I'll tell you right now, I'm like, he's a mess. Oh God, I, I could honest, honestly, I could be living on the streets right now with with the way my life was going. I was going in a very downward spiral. Um, you know, I definitely wouldn't be. You know, we wouldn't be homeowners right now. I wouldn't be. You know, we wouldn't be driving the nice cars that we drive and have the the money in the bank that we have and all that kind of stuff. Um. Without her, because I'm, I'm one of the you know can't take your bank account to heaven, so might as well <laughs> might as well enjoy it now. You know? <laughs> Why do I gotta save? I want now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, tr- uh, truthfully, my philosophy was, uh, most people, I want to get a new laptop. It's a thousand dollars, and I don't have that money, so I'm gonna save up this much money every month, and then after so much time, I'll have that money. Mm-hmm. Me, it's. I'm going to drop the thousand I don't have and go get three more jobs to pay for it. <laughs> God. <laughs> but then while I have those three jobs, I like this money coming in and I could buy more stuff. Right, right, right. So I'm going to get two more jobs. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I can there buy was no more logic stuff. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was more just... so he's going to plan of like, he knows this money's coming. He's going to spend it before he gets it. Right. Absolutely. Whereas and sometimes me, it didn't come in. <laughs> <laughs> facts um but on my end like if i don't have it cash if i don't have the physical cash for it i can't afford it i'm not doing it no i feel you so uh yeah no so like finance was has been is a struggle at times like he's come a long way he's gotten a lot better Mm -hmm. um like he said i mean i'm thankful for everything that we have it's been a struggle having it like we're not rich obviously um we do pretty well given our situation um, but yeah, Kyle, if he has $5, he can spend 10. And I'm like, dude, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Show me Jen, the way. Has, Jen has $5. We'll spend the quarter <laughs> and put 450 in the bank and keep one quarter for emergencies. <laughs> That's not it's, me. It's so like, we're so pull, like we're, we're, we're complete opposites. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like sometimes I, I sit here and I, I really think I'm like, how do we, how are we together? Like, how do we get how, along how do so work? well? Yeah, like, I just I don't get it because don't have many shared interests. To be honest with you, we do and we don't. Like, yeah. we, we to an extent. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our shared interest is the fact that we don't have shared interest. And I don't know if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I'll support him and all the dumb shit he does. Mm-hmm. And then he'll support me and all the dumb shit I do. Like I, we, yeah. we support each other. And I think that that's huge. Um, we love the vacation. That's a shared interest. The only difference is though, is that what do you vacation on? Well, <laughs> like, not only that, like we both, we're both like, we like to go to tropical places. Oh, we okay. like a beach place, you know, beach type atmosphere. Um, that we could definitely agree on. Both like resorts because we're foodies. We like to explore. We like to explore the cuisine out there. I'm a history buff. Jen, Jen, isn't a history buff, but she's intrigued by it mm-hmm. enough that it'll keep her interest. So I like like when we went to Ibiza for our, uh, I guess you can call it our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we traveled to a lot of places that were obviously Europe is a very historic place. So we got to see a lot of historic things, um, but. Again, I can go on vacation and wake up and not know what I'm going to do for that day and just go figure it out. Mm-hmm. Where Jen's got Jen's like the itinerary, <laughs> you know. So that's our yin and yang on mm-hmm. even our shared interests are aren't so shared. But I know we kind of went down this wormhole. But to go back to the original question of the proposal, so our proposal was basically us having a phone conversation and basically saying, "You want to get married?" <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Honest and to God. In a matter of three weeks, it was put together and then it was done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, so it, was... it was probably around this time three years ago, we had that conversation. It was about mid September. We had that yeah. conversation about getting married mm-hmm. and we got married October 6th. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I have. And I, yeah, because we were just like leaning into it. So, like, October 6th, yes, is a very social day because you guys were, uh, you got married and I was there as well. It's beautiful. Yeah. It was a uh, nice when... little, nice little, uh, Shindig. Shindig. <laughs> yeah. Shindig. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, also another interesting thing was because, for one, I had to leave early because it was my 20th year an- uh, high school anniversary. That's right. So, that's right. I, so that's why I had to leave. But also, too, and you guys didn't know this, but I'm glad that this kind of happened. It was because October 6th is my was my f- former ex-fiance's relationship anniversary. That was our, that was our anniversary. Oh, wow. oh so and, probably and it was a couple scabs. And for it you. was supposed to be our uh, your wedding day, our, our, our wedding day, because uh. I was gonna do. It was gonna be when we were gonna do. It was gonna be the fifth year. We're gonna get married on the yeah. fifth year. Okay. So I was just like, oh. Oh, you guys are getting married today, huh? Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. Let's, let's rip some stitches off for you here. <laughs> Let's just rub that yeah. in. Yeah, you got a cut here. Here's some salt. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, look at these guys in love. That's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where's the bar? Oh. No, nah, no. Nah, but yeah, but nah, yeah. I'm glad you guys took that date. So I was like, yeah. fine. Well, get, well get if it makes you me. feel any better. It wasn't our choice. We August, just. Not only that, right. August 17th is really the date we celebrate because that's our dating anniversary. Okay. So that's really the date that to us is our anniversary is August seventeenth. No, no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because like I, yeah, because I, I mean, I knew, um, I knew kind of why like you had to like move it up and stuff. Well, why it was like yeah. so quick because you know you wanted to, you know, have it with your grandfather. Um, and I don't know, like, is he still among us or no? He no, passed? He passed. no, it wasn't long after yeah. the wedding. Oh, but but he saw it though. Yeah. No, yes. He, oh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. He he. He was a little under the weather that day, so he wasn't actually able to come out sure, sure. for the ceremony. But it was at her. The reason we did it at her uncle's house, mm-hmm. not only because he had a beautiful. I mean, as you saw, he has a yeah. beautiful, beautiful yard yeah. where he lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're definitely grateful that he allowed us. Yeah. Um, 
but it, that's where her grandfather was staying because mm. he was on hospice. He was bedridden at that okay. point. But okay. we were able to go inside. He got out of bed. He was well enough to get out of bed, took pictures with us, got to see Jen in her dress. And awesome. So Good. he did get to celebrate the moment. He just couldn't be there for the ceremony. Sure. Oh, yeah. no. Perfect. That's great. So, all right. So, you know, you guys got together, married and everything, but I... I was mistaken now because I thought you guys never lived with each other, but you did. We did. F- for a bit. We did. Because um, I was, yeah, because I was under the impression that, like, you guys, like, weren't for a while. Or maybe that was after you guys got married that you had to, like, go back to your yeah, respective yeah. So parents'. after we got married, we didn't live together. So, and that had a lot to do with Kyle's career choices. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to reside in the city that he was applying for. Um, I just didn't see a point in moving out here or living out here if it wasn't really necessary. And if it was really, it was his responsibility to coming out here was more so career. And, and for me, I, I, it just didn't make sense for me. It wasn't, it wasn't convenient. I mean, I hate to say it, but it just wasn't convenient. So like after him and I really spoke about it, it was just like, all right, well, you're going to have this space, but it's more so just to have really to document um and then we'll still spend the like the amount of time that we spend together like nothing really changes so i mean i don't know if you want to add more to it but yeah that was really- so so the you know i was as you know i was, I was pursuing a to become a, a career firefighter and uh you know in new jersey the requirement to become a career firefighter for most larger cities is you have to be a resident at the time you sign up for the test so that was, uh, as we currently sit, that that's three years ago. So I, I had gotten a residency um, with a friend of mine that, that worked with me that lived in, in that city. Um, so I didn't, we didn't pick a spot to live in this city together yet because it's, I'm basically playing the lottery. Mm-hmm. I'm one of thousands of people going for this job based off my testing scores and my physical uh, agility test scores. So if I bomb the test and I'm, I'm number 900, there's no possible way for me to get this job. Mm-hmm. So, cause uh, the, the eligibility list is only good for three years mm-hmm. and there's no way there's no, there's no city in this country that's going to hire outside of New York, LA, Chicago, that's going to hire 900 people within a matter of three years. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those do what do you know why invest all this money into something just to find out like all right this isn't even a possibility you wasted this much money getting an apartment and now we have to devise a plan and more money to get out right where it made more sense all right I'll come in here I'll pay half the rent with this person while Jen's at her parents house still getting her full paychecks and we can still put money away for life outside of this because after you're hired as a firefighter after your first year you can move anywhere you want in the state and our goal is to you know eventually move somewhere else so the the list came out i saw where my rank was and i was a, a reachable number was 100 number 130 on that list which is which is which is good and especially i was working there in a civilian capacity um as a fire inspector so i had a lot of uh not Insider, I had insider information, not that it gave me a boost up, but it let me knew like, all right, I know there's 47 guys retiring this year. So they certify three, if there's 47 positions, they're going to certify 130 people Mm -hmm. because they figure people are going to get eliminated with background checks, um, no longer interested in the job, 
uh, people that falsify information, whether it be residency or whatever the case is. So there's, you know, you get eliminated for the position. It's a, it's a highly competitive sought after position. Like I said, it's like playing the lottery. Mm-hmm. So when I saw they, they hired an academy class and that took 70 people off the list. So in a matter of a year, I went from number 130 to number 52. Damn. So now, and, and, and now I'm hearing heads up, they're going to hire another 25 people for the academy. So now it's like, oh, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So now, all right, I really got to get a, a, a better place. Um, so me and another guy that was on the list with me went and got an apartment together. Because again, it was still stay home, save your money. We'll keep money going into the saving account and I'll just spend what I'm making on pursuing this career so we can get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, we did that for for a couple months, you know, and, and I and I worked like crazy, like I've always have, you know. I, I used to work twenty plus hours a week overnight, in addition to my forty hours a week during the day. You know, it was a zombie, and and that killed it because we weren't living together. I was working sixty, seventy hours a week, so there was really the times we spent together was me sleeping, trying to just like if it was a Saturday that I was off, it was okay. I need to binge sleep because I haven't, you know, I went three straight days of working. 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and then 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. of the same day. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then Jen gets pregnant. So then it's all bets off. Like, all right, it's bad enough I'm married and I'm not living with my wife, but my pregnant wife. (laughs) Now, yeah, now it's game over. So now we have to find a place that we're going to be together. I know I'm getting hired. Like, this is, this is, all the pieces are starting to fall into place. So now let's bite the bullet. We're obviously going to be here a little longer than we expected, but everything's starting to make sense now right so like so jen um you know you guys lived with each other uh before you got married for a bit and then after you get married you guys well not split up as in like divorce but like split up into your separate uh housing things is like how does that like make you feel it was a strain Mm -hmm. um you know, we, we spoke about it. We knew about it. It, it just, it made sense. And like, I'm very, I'm, I'm a realist. Um, I try to just make sense of things. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just not ideal. It, living where we live is just, it wasn't really an option for me. Um, if it, if it had to be done for his career, I get it. But if there was a way that we can avoid it, like I I wanted to avoid it at all costs. And again, it goes back to like that whole, if I don't have the funding for it, I'm just not going to do it. And at that time, no, we couldn't afford doing it. So Kyle picked up another job. Kyle worked his, his ass off to like be able to afford this like tiny little place with with a friend that he had it just it, it wasn't something that i was interested in i i was, supported it was, it it was a pretty nice place though you gotta you gotta admit it, was, it wasn't bad. way married man <laughs> living like a bachelor okay um no it it was hard it um you know and then obviously my my job i was working in the city um i was doing like 12, sometimes 13 hours, he would then pick me up from the bus stop, drop me off and then leave. And I was just like, all right, I know that we, we spoke about this. I know that it makes sense, but like we're further apart now than we've ever been. So like what's going on? You know, like I had so many questions for him. Um, I went a little like bad shit crazy where I was just like, all right, well, what the fuck's her name? You know, like, <laughs> <What the> <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, 
you start because you you go from hanging out all the time and seeing each other all the time to where all of a sudden I'm like, um, we're married now and I'm begging you to spend time with me. I'm not trying to beg you to spend time with me. I shouldn't have to beg you to spend time with me. Yeah, you're my husband. I'm exactly. Your wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't care if we sit in a room and don't speak to one another. I want to sit next to you. Yeah. Like it's something as simple as that. I don't need to talk to you. So so just to put in perspective though, I I, I did do that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So just to give you a little insight to what my my days were like. And and you know this wasn't a it wasn't a fight but it was definitely a little bit of a of an argument for both of us to see each other's sides which which thankfully we we ended up doing, but we'll start like Sunday night. I would spend Sunday night at her parents' house with her. I'd get up at six a.m. five thirty six a.m. with her. She would get ready for work. I would drive her to the bus stop. She'd get on the bus a little bit after six. Then I would drive to my apartment, shower get ready, go to work, work the eight hours, go back to my apartment, shower, get changed for my second job, go do my overnight job, finish that, come back to my apartment, shower, change, go to my full-time job, go pick her up from the bus stop, go to her house, sleep there, wake up, repeat. And I did that for as long as I could till eventually got to the point of I just need to sleep in my apartment. How long did you do that for? Uh, long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) At least two or three months. Damn. You know, but you're talking, it's a year span. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But I worked that second job, though, for, I had that second job for over a year. That is insane. You know, as as the time went on, I picked up more shifts because I'm I'm a money addict. Sorry. And... You know, my part-time job, one paycheck, was giving me more than what I was taking home in a month from my full-time job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I became addicted to the money. I'm sure. So now it was like, oh, I, I, who needs sleep? <laughs> because now we can afford everything. I'm bringing in money beyond money. And again, should we have saved it? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was, I was going to chime in and just say, yeah, it goes back to Kyle is making all this money, but Kyle is also spending all this money. So even though... He's seeing the money come in. It really wasn't going anywhere. I so mean, it, it did help though, because it was enough money to get my credit back in order. Like you know, like thirty years old, and I'm going to uh, Express, and I'm, hey, do you want to sign up for the Express card? And he was like, yeah, you're gonna deny me, but why the hell not? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's, oh yeah, you're approved for two thousand dollars. I'm like, it was one of those like to me that was like a milestone for me because right. as long as we'd been together, like. I didn't do credit cards because I knew sure. my credit was crap. I messed up when I was younger and I just never fixed it. And mm-hmm. Jen got me in order, my house in order on how to fix things. So now it's like, all right, I can afford credit cards now. Mm-hmm. I got income coming in mm-hmm. now. Like this is stuff that I didn't know about before her. Okay, Jen. All right. So <laughs> that's how you do. Definitely, like I said. You're welcome. <laughs> and like I said earlier, without her, we wouldn't be, not that, again, we're not living in a Franklin Lakes mansion, but we own, mm-hmm. we own a home. It's a condo, but we still own it. No, it's you beautiful. Know, I have, love this place. I would die. I would die if I was able to like live like by myself in like in this. Like Mi I casa, would die. Su casa. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> Mortgages due on the first. I'll give you the keys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was just saying like this. No, this would be listen, perfect for me. For for the for situation me. we're in, for the yeah. city that we have to live in, this is definitely the best we can do for the situation we're in. Sure. 100%. And and really can't have too many complaints. Even the biggest inconveniences we have here are minor compared to, you know, listen, we used to live in a $2,000 plus a, a month one-bedroom apartment. 
in another city, our first apartment together. And I think the inconveniences there were worse than what we have here. And we have more space, more bedrooms, more bathrooms, and we own it versus renting it. I, I would, I think you'd agree, right? Yeah, I think uh, I'm. Pr- well, I don't. I don't think I know that our the rent was a lot more than the mortgage than we pay now. So it just again, it goes back to it. It didn't make sense yeah. to me. So that's why we lived together for a year, and then after that year was up, it was just like I'm not renting anymore. Like so, Kyle was really big on let's rent, let's rent, let's rent. Even from then, I was like, I don't want to rent, but you know what? I'll compromise. You want to rent? Fine. Let's go throw money out the window. But let again, me show my you. Rental, let just, me show you how it's done. Let me just throw it out there, though. <laughs> my rental was where we grew up. It was common to get a one or two bedroom basement apartment, thousand, twelve hundred a month, like what your brother had. Yeah. Not what someone else is living in. <laughs> as I point to my right for the viewers. That that's my plan. Mm-hmm. Thousand, twelve hundred, one two bedroom basement apartment, nice little it's your own space. You got your own. I want to know door. that I'm coming home to a safe environment. Sure. Right. I want to know that if I'm gonna if 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 I'm going to pay all this money, I might as well make sure that there is a gym there so I can work out. Make no, sure that there's use. actually I use a gym. Thanks very much. <laughs> Can't speak for you, but I know I've used it. There's a um, pool that we the never pool. Used. I have to admit, we never used it. I wish I did, but we never did. It was just it was small, whatever. It was mm. stupid. Listen, it was a nice place we lived. It definitely, definitely was a nice place. Was it the you know, it was it was actually almost exactly how we were living here. Mm-hmm. It was a little protected bubble in the hood. Right. It, it really was because if you went two blocks outside of our luxury apartment. There were shooting, stabbings, drug deals, all that kind of stuff. Same with here. You go as you saw driving up here with the route your GPS took you. <laughs> you go two, three blocks outside of our little Pleasantville here, mm-hmm. and you are in yeah. drug slinging murder. Ca- you know we're yeah. one of the highest murder capitals in the state in this city. Yeah. You know it's it's a very urban urban environment. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like our biggest inconvenience is instead of parking ten feet from our door, we might have to park fifteen feet from our door. <laughs> where in that apartment where we spent a lot more money a month and didn't own it and had less space, there was nights where we would drive for twenty five minutes mm. to find a parking spot that was a quarter mile away from where we lived. He did. I paid extra for a parking spot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's like, fuck exactly. this. And I'm, not pay- <laughs> and I'm not paying extra. When I finally broke down to pay extra, I had to park four buildings away on the roof. It was like just was- no 10 bucks too. It was like yeah, stupid. it was stupid money, but it was just the principle of it. And yeah. after like my third night of like coming home at midnight and I'm driving for 45 minutes because I can't find a – like not even a half mile away. I have to park in the hood and then walk the half mile to my complex. I can't nope. park my complex anywhere. So now it's like, all right, I got to spend that money. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. So like you said, at the at this point, you know, um, Jen was pregnant. You know, obviously, fast forward, your, your beautiful child is born. All right. But I do remember now, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I do remember you saying at one time um, that you kind of wish that you would have had her at a different time because you had other plans. What yeah. were those plans? Yeah, yeah. So I was actually training for an ultra- Spartan, which, mm. yeah, um, it's about 40 plus miles of just torture, quite honestly. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was training, right? So I, I had just hit like my goals. I mean, I, I feel like everybody suffers with appearance. You're never happy, but I finally 
got myself down to where I was happy. Um, I was training for this ultra Spartan ridiculousness. But for the listeners who may not know what you're referring to, what is a Spartan race? So a Spartan race are the obstacle course races. You're on a mountain. I mean, they're, they're, they're different. Um, the ultras majority are mountain runs. Um, they have stadium runs. They have like their their five Ks. They have what's called a super, which is I want to say anywhere between like eight ten miles. Um, they have like the half ones, which are like thirteen to like fifteen miles. Um, but the one I was doing was the uh, uh, the longest one, which was the ultra. So you're you're really looking at somewhere between like. They would say 30, 35 miles, but like with Spartan, because they don't really count the obstacles as distance. Sometimes it, it, it happens to be a little bit longer. So even though they would give you the distance, I'd always go by my watch after I finished the race. Um, but usually you're, you're really looking at, I'd say, maybe like 35, 40 miles around. So Jeez. you're on a mountain basically crawling through dirt, um, eating dirt, um, jumping walls, jumping over fires. I mean, obviously that's the end, which is the greatest part of it. Um, but anywho, so yeah, I was training pretty hard for that. And then I found out that I was pregnant. So obviously my doctor's like, well, you can do them, but you can't do the ultra. So then it was just like instant tears. Cause I was like, I've been struggling so hard to get to this point. I finally got to it. I really want to do this, but now I can't do it. Um, so, you know, they, they had a conversation about how I can still work out. I can still do the things that I was doing. I was, I was doing CrossFit. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was almost like everything at that point kind of came to an end in a way. Cause they were like, you can continue doing what you're doing, but you can't increase or you can't go further than where you are. So I was like, all right, fine. So what can I do? And they were just like, well, you can do like a three mile. And I'm like, bro, but. I wanted to do a 40, so like, can <laughs> <Yeah>. we compromise? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a matter of, no, this is what you can do. And maybe not a Spartan, maybe just like run around the block a few times or like <laughs> just do like a regular run yeah. like where you're running through a park or you're, it's just not on a mountain where you're like scaling walls or doing anything crazy. So I was like, oh, all right. So that changes everything that I've been trying to accomplish, which is fine. Um, the other downfall was where I'm a big foodie, right? So now all of a sudden it's like everything you enjoy eating, you can't eat. Um, you know, we were big into sushi for a little bit and then like, obviously you can't have that. Um, something as simple as cold cuts. They were like, oh, you have to cook the cold cut before you can eat it. And I'm like, well, what the hot f- dogs. Yeah. Like, what's the joy of that? And I work in the city. You're going to tell me I can't have a hot dog. All right, cool. You pay $20 for a salad. <laughs> like, right, right, right. I, it was almost like everything... I, I don't want to take the joy out of being pregnant out, but at that time I just wasn't prepared to be pregnant and everything just came tumbling down for me. So I felt like even though Kyle was super ecstatic that we were pregnant, I was just like, my life is over. So it, it took like a lot for me to try to get it together. I mean, I found out that I was pregnant and I hid in a bathroom and I cried for like an hour or two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I also took like five or seven pregnancy tests cause I was like, they're all fake. They're all, they're all <laughs> false. Like this is not true. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Um, 
you know, I, I not to say that we drink a lot, but I was just like, all right, great. I'm sad. I want to have like a glass of wine. And then all of a sudden it's like, Kyle's like, well, no, you can't have wine. I'm like, well, nobody knows that I'm pregnant yet. Right. So if let's, let's just go back a few hours and pretend like I didn't get the results and let me just have a glass and then move forward and I won't drink ever again. That's, that's not but, how it works. Well, right. Right. <laughs> well, especially because the day she found out she was pregnant, she we found were- out waiting for me so we could go on vacation. Mm. We were going down to Ocean City, Maryland for the weekend, for mm-hmm. a long weekend. Mm-hmm. So I get I leave work early and I get to her house or her parents' house at the time and, and her her uh bedroom was in the basement. You know, it was a, a, everything but a full kitchen and a bathroom. So it was basically an apartment down there, living room, office, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So I'm sitting down there and I hear her up there up up above me on the main floor and I'm waiting for her and she literally walks in and she's staring at me and I'm like, You ready? And she just throws this thing at me and I'm like <laughs> and I look at it and it's a pregnancy test. And that's how I found out Jen's pregnant. So he was, <laughs> the worst part of all was that he was really excited and he's like, Are you kidding me? I was like, I wish I were. <laughs> like I really wish I were, but no, it's true. Like there's right. no lie, it's true. So right, right. on the way down I was like, we we stopped at like a gas station or like one of those raw rest stops yeah. and I was like get another pregnancy test so he's just like uh okay but you already took some I'm like just just get another one so he got like I think two or three more and then that same night I was like all right maybe it'll be more accurate if I wait until the morning and like I use like my first pee of the day and maybe it'll change mm-hmm. so I couldn't wait that long I think like come midnight or like one in the morning I was in the bathroom taking another test and it was still positive and I just continued to cry um, Kyle came knocking at the door, I think at like an hour after the fact and was like, uh, can I help you? Do you need anything? Are you okay? And I was like, uh, just water. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, I can't have anything. So just water. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a hard hit. I didn't really expect it to be. I think it also kind of has a lot to do with the fact that I never wanted to have a child. Really? I just, yeah. So my thought process is that the world is a very scary place. Um, and there's plenty of children out there that could use a good home. And if I can provide for one, like why add more when there's plenty out there that need a good home. Hmm. So that was a thought process I had. Um, I was also just very selfish. I mean, I wanted to work on me. I, I finally got myself to a point where, all right, I have a good career. I have the money to do all these crazy things that I want to do. I want to do me. Um, and obviously it didn't happen, which is fine. Like I, I, I have to say, I don't regret her at all. I think that she is the greatest thing on earth. Um, but it was definitely a hard hit. Um, and then of course, three months into my pregnancy, then like health factors started kind of coming up, like coming out where they were like, well, now you can't do anything. If anything, you can walk, you can go on daily walks. And I'm like, well, there's, there's no joy in that. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like every time I hit a trimester, something else is being taken away. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, all right, so like the joy or the beauty of being pregnant, like where is it? Because I don't see it. Like things happen to your body that you're just like, this is fucking disgusting. (laughs) You know, Kyle's looking at me and I'm like, bro, stop looking at me. I'm not interested. (laughs) (laughs) So trimester two hits. Let me tell you, that's a whole nother game, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, because like, you know, everybody says, you know, you'll get a glow, you look beautiful, like radiant, all that stuff. And you were just like, no, things things that I love are, constantly being taken taken away away. from me yeah yeah so all the weight that she had worked hard to get off came back very quickly not that she put on a lot of weight for pregnancy because jen as you know is just a small person as it is Mm -hmm. but any extra weight being so small is a lot sure 
And like she said, a lot of health problems so came in. And I lost 30 pounds before I found out that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, great. Goals hit one. Let me move on to the next. Obviously, I got pregnant, which is fine. Um, I kept the weight off. Um, even during my pregnancy, like the first trimester, I lost weight, which I found out is pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so they weren't really concerned over it. Second trimester, they were talking to me a little bit about like gaining more weight because I wasn't really gaining. But I think like mentally, I just don't I, I, I was trying to avoid it at all costs. Um, so I, I really did everything that I could to not gain, but I was still eating. It, it was just like people think you're pregnant and you, you want to eat like massive amounts of food. And that really <laughs> wasn't the case. Like mm-hmm. I'll have a bite and then I'm full. Mm-hmm. It, I, I wasn't an eater at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so three months in, you can't do the things you enjoy. Then um, like during it, it was just kind of miserable because like, I just, I didn't expect the things like you always hear about the great things of pregnancy. Like you said, sure. the glow, the everything. And I was just like, I feel like shit. I don't like, I, I, I look like shit. Nothing fits. And I refused, absolutely refused to buy clothes. I was like, <laughs> you didn't want to rock a moo No, no, no. If it don't fit, moving on. I ended up wearing like sundresses in the middle of like winter because I was like, fuck it. This fits. Um, Kyle finally like, I guess had enough of me bitching about nothing fits, nothing fits that he went out and bought me like two pair of pants and I think like three tops. And I was like, all right, great. I guess I'll wear it since you paid for it. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah. And then what at the end of it, where I went into labor earlier. So I was sitting here, it was COVID. I was sitting here. Um, it was, I, I reached out to my boss cause I was just like, look, I have to go for an ultrasound. I was like, I'll be back in 30 minutes. Um, I was, I was, dealing with like a pretty big project at work because of COVID, everybody was going home and being in healthcare, we needed to make sure that when patients were calling doctor's offices, the lines were all up and running. So I was a, I was a big part of like the the telecom team trying to make sure that all practices, their phones are ringing accordingly and, and, and so on. Right. So it was a headache. I mean, I was up maybe sometimes 23 hours sitting here at the table and working and Kyle was like dude you're pregnant come lay down and I'm like well my feet are up I'm fine I gotta take care of this like whatever (laughs) but so I go to this ultrasound and um nobody's speaking to me and like typically when you go for the ultrasound the technician is always like oh you know the baby's this much and she's grown this much from the last time this ultrasound I I compared it to or not compared it but I I I I justified it due to COVID and I was like, maybe they just want to get me in and out. So she's not trying to have a conversation with me. She's just trying to quickly get through this ultrasound to get me in and get me out. Fine. Um, they have me pee in a cup, which isn't as normal towards the end. I didn't really put two and two together. In my mind, I was like, I have to get back to work. Like, just give me whatever you need me to do. Let me get out of here. Mm. Um, the doctor comes in and she's just like, well, you need to go up to labor and delivery. And I was just like, well, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> that's all right yeah like no I'm, I'm not interested I'm, I'm still like far out why am I going there and she's just like well your 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 blood pressure's high you need to go up there we called your doctor your doctor's coming in and I was like okay but I have to go back to work like I I can't and she was just like well no you're gonna have this baby today and I was just like no I'm not due like you're not listening I'm not due until next month and she was just like well um I get it but you have something called preeclampsia, so you're going to have this baby. So I was just like, <laughs> okay. But she didn't really go into much detail after that. It was just a matter of like, all right, get it together and go up to labor and delivery. So 
Um, I remember the last thing I asked her, I was like, well, do I have to call my husband to come in or whatever? And she's like, well, yeah, you're having a baby. And I was just like, oh, great. <laughs> like, this is great. Wonderful. So another thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just, it kept adding to everything. So then like I had one floor. So where I went for the test was like on, I think like the second floor labor and delivery was a third floor. So I had one floor to like, just cry, get it together. And then go into labor and delivery and say, Hey, I'm here. So <laughs> during that breakdown, I called Kyle and I was like, Kyle, you have to come in here. And he's like, what's wrong? I was just like, I don't know. They're telling me I'm having a baby today. And he's like, uh, but you're not doing like, I, I don't know. They're, they're, I gotta go. I gotta go. I don't, I don't even like really remember what I said, but I know that it was very abrupt. And like, I think he was confused as well. And I, I clearly got that. But at that point I was like, I don't give a shit right now. I was like, I'm trying to keep myself together. So you figure yourself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember hanging up. So then I go into labor and delivery and I'm like, hi, I'm Jen Johnson. And they're like, all right, come on in. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't even have to give them anything, say anything. I just gave them my name and they were like, here, follow me this way. They put me in a room, gave me a gown. And all of a sudden I was just like, all right, I'm naked. I'm in a room. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> now what? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, it's just, there was nothing joyous. It was just all crazy. And like, even after the fact, um, like postpartum is very real. Mm. I, it was never anything crazy. Like I want to kill myself for my baby, but like, mm. you're, you're like, I just didn't feel like myself. And it hasn't been until just recently where I started feeling like myself. That's good. So she's a year and a half and maybe I want to say like three months ago, I started feeling like me again. Wow. So it, I don't know if it had to do a lot with that, but sure. mm-hmm. I don't know how long postpartum really lasts, but yeah, it never really went my, away. I was, yeah, like, it was think, I was thinking that myself. I, I, I got, yeah, no idea. No idea. Right. But I, I definitely know that like they gave me support groups to talk to. Like here was the other thing, COVID. So I couldn't go anywhere. It's not like they oh, could send me too. anything. That's true too. Yeah. So like on top of COVID, everyone's depressed. Now I have a baby. I don't know what to do with this thing when I get home because no one can come and help. So right. it's like, all right, goal of the day, keep baby alive. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. what do we do? And now I'm, I'm over here like I'm all by myself. Kyle, for the most part, his schedule was kind of like weird at work. So he was on a rotating schedule where thankfully he didn't have to take paternity. But it was um, it, it turned up being like he would I think he was off three days, work one, off two days, work one. So it was like really weird. But he was around enough that he, we, we just decided he didn't have to take time off. Um, but it was still like, I, I just didn't like, I would get up, I'd feed her. I'd do everything that I had to do for her. But I was just like in bed basically all day. Like Kyle would come home and like push me out the door and say, go sit in your car. I don't care what you do. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to go. It was, it <laughs> yeah, was hard. So it got to a point too, where I even went out and bought her a monthly pass for the car wash. And I said, here's your, here's your thing for the day. <laughs> go you, get your car wash. Go get your car washed every day. <laughs> Put the kid in the car seat. Go get your car washed. And that's what she did every day. Went and got her car washed. Wow. Because I just knew it was she unlimited. Because <laughs> I, I knew she had to get out of the house. Yeah. Like I said, it started with, all right, I got the kid. Go in your car and listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. Go outside. Go get the mail. Get out Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Get, just get outside. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, as we all know with COVID in the beginning, it made it seem if you stepped outside your home, you were dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was definitely, uh, you know, and thankfully we had closed on this condo a month before COVID started. We moved in here February 2020. Mm-hmm. So we had just like... Just made it. Just made it. <laughs> you know, we had just unpacked her stuff from the from the virtual baby shower uh, <laughs> a week before she was born. 
because, you know, she wasn't due for another month. And I'm a procrastinator. I'm one of those. Like, right, I got a month. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in no rush. <laughs> we had no baby bag. We had nothing. We were, like, nothing. trapped. No. Only thing we had was a car seat, basically. It was the only thing fully set in stone. Right, thankfully, yeah. that's, like, you take it out of the box and it's good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, her her crib set didn't come here, I think, for until maybe about a month after she was born. Not Our, like it matters. She yeah, still hasn't slept still in it. Still doesn't sleep cool. in it, but whatever. I'm cool with it. Um... But yeah, that whole pregnancy, you know, especially the delivery. I mean, if you want to talk about being oblivious. <laughs> so now, I guess it really goes back to your title, like nothing goes as planned. You're constantly um, pivoting. And that's really a lot of the things that we did. We just pivoted, like even down to, to her, her birth plan. And they say, like, plan a birth plan, but don't plan for it to actually go as planned. Sure. So I feel like throughout our entire relationship, that's just been our thing like all right i i'm a big planner so i plan ahead and like i have every second planned right and then when we got to the hospital i remember the one thing one of the nurses said to me she's like you know you guys are really great she's like you guys just went with it and i looked at her and i was like honestly i give up (laughs) what else can i do who am i to tell you what to do for me yeah i just need to stay alive that's that's because the yang was here you know i I told you my whole life go with the flow right but don't fight it don't fight it it's like you know you get caught in a riptide in the ocean they say just lay on your back and float with it if you fight it you drown that's like my philosophy for life (laughs) You just got to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. It, it eventually, it peaks, it valleys, it peaks, it valleys, but it eventually smooths out at some point. Mm. On August 3rd, Jen, you put on your IG, you wrote, first step in success is knowing your priorities. This little peanut has changed my perspective in ways I never thought possible. I look forward to this new adventure with you. What does that mean to you? I hope something. She posted it. <laughs> So I want to say that was probably around the time where I started coming together and realizing, like, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I didn't want to have children. I, I didn't plan to have her. Nothing went as planned um, throughout the entire process. So that was definitely a time where I was just like, like, because it, it would come in waves, right? So it's like one day I'm high, one day I'm low. It, sure. It's almost like I was bipolar, quite honestly. Mm. Um, but I remember posting that actually. And I when I posted it, it was just like, all right, you know what? You've been dealt shitty cards. Um, but this is like the best card that you've ever gotten. You didn't want it. You didn't plan it. But mm. this is the best thing that's ever happened to you. And it's almost like you realize that there are better, bigger things out there that you don't know about. Like it's it's... It's almost like a sense of clarity okay. I got. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, I remember looking at her and I was just like, oh shit, I'm a mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're going to teach me things that you have no idea. It's like they, they, they make you do things that you just don't think you're capable of doing. I mean, it was legitimately such a miserable time during that hospital stay. So I was in the hospital uh, I went in on April 7th and I was discharged a week later. She was discharged 10 days later. Um, never did I ever think I'd be so connected to her. Even like I, I just met you 
and I don't want to leave you. Like I'm having such a hard time leaving you. So it's like, I'm, I'm depressed because I had a baby. I'm depressed because now I don't have a baby. Like she's here, (laughs) but she's there. Mm -hmm, I can't mm -hmm. see you. But Mm -hmm. then like at that very moment when I posted that, it was just like, I can really get through anything. I got through that. I can get through anything. Like I would do anything for her. And now I, I, I understand why parents sometimes get crazy and like do the crazy things that they do for their children. Because if anybody were to ever lay a hand on her, I would murder you. Oh, yeah. Like point blank, you know what? Take it to the, just take it. I'm going to murder you. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. fine. It's and, worth it. Yeah, and all parents would understand. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, Jen, what do you do? Well, <laughs> touch my baby. Listen, oh, all right. <laughs> you looked at her the wrong way. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get what that person said. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it was, it was definitely like, it was just a sense of clarity at that point where I was just like, you're the best thing that I've ever like if Kyle and I God forbid don't work out like that's totally fine um she's she's the right thing mm-hmm. you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle I remember at uh, uh Jen's cousin's daughter's sweet 16 whoa <laughs> say that again <laughs> hairdressers uh, babies mama's cousins but not <laughs> you 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 know we haven't seen each other in a bit. And then you were like, Hey man, I was like, what? Like, yo, I, I got, I got the, I got the gig and I got a huge ass raise. And I was like, really? Did you? He's like, yeah. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, I was so happy for you. So like, how did it feel to like, you know, at, you know, with the pay cuts and not living with your you know wife and all this stuff, all this stuff, how did it feel finally getting back on track with what you originally wanted to do? So, Honestly, it's the best feeling in the world. And, you know, and, and like I was explaining this job earlier in the podcast um, or in our conversation, rather, it's it's really the lottery. And, and getting this job is like hitting the lottery because it's, it's a job. You know, I'm, I'm a high school graduate, barely. Never went to college. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a procrastinator. I don't see a lot of things through to the end. So there's a lot of – and I, I've always had a lot of uh, – I never went for a lot of things because of that fear of the unknown or fear of failure, even though I portray a lot of confidence. Um, So I've definitely had a lot of great missed opportunities in my past that probably could have set me up a lot earlier. And this is a job that I could have and should have went for a lot earlier as well. Uh, But lo and behold, you know, it finally came to me. And like I said, it's like hitting the lottery. So initially it is a pay cut. It, It is another pay cut. Uh, but this is, you know, I could finally say it's the last pay cut I'm going to take. And it's a job that in a few years, it's it's a job that's going to be able to allow me to provide for my family in a way I've never been able to. Um, and, you know, God forbid me and Jen were to ever split up, I can still provide for myself and my daughter without worries. So, um, you know, it feels amazing. And then, uh, as we were talking about earlier, just like all things with our lives, there's been another little setback. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. So I got hired June 21st was my hire date. And, uh, I got hired because a couple guys, uh, that were in the current Academy class that I didn't make failed out. So they had some openings that they had to fill. So I was fortunate enough when when they hired this last academy class that that got hired in April of 21, um, I went from number 52 to number six. Oh wow! Yeah, so <laughs> I was I was I, I, oh, I just about made this class mm. uh, with prospects of another class getting hired early next year, 
not confirmed, but prospects. It's a very, very good prospects, which now are pretty much solidified. Mm-hmm. So regardless, I was getting in. It was just a matter of when. So, you know, I was pretty down in the dumps, but it was like, okay, you know, just like the cl- class before, I'm getting closer. You know, now it's, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm staring at the finish line. And then I get the, the heads up. Hey, a couple guys failed out. We have to fill their spots. You're in. So now it was like, I, you know, I'm speechless. But now I'm like, oh, <laughs> but now I'm like, all right, I, I kind of slacked off on the physical training because I knew I wasn't getting in. Now I got to go into overdrive. Mm-hmm. So I get hired. June 21st is my official hire date. Um, and the current class uh, with, with the way Patterson is, you have to do firefighting and you have to do EMT. You have to work the ambulance. You, we work 24-hour shifts. Half is spent doing firefighting and the other half you're riding the ambulance. Um so the current class was going into their EMT portion of the academy. They had finished the firefighter training, and I had I was already an EMT. So I got put to work, and I was working on the ambulance for the fire department and uh, worked a crazy schedule. Um, every couple days, you know, I'd work two day shifts, get a day off. I'd work two night shifts, get three days off, and I rotated that from June until uh, September 13th, which was my start of the fire academy. So September 13th comes around, you know, the week before they have us doing some paperwork and prepping and all that kind of stuff. Schedules are constantly changing, and now it's, all right, finally, I'm getting a set schedule. I know what I'm doing. September 13th rolls around. I show up to my first day at the academy, and I've never been in the military, but from what I've seen from guys I know that have gone, it was pretty much a, a taste of what military boot camp is like. Um, you know, they came at us. We were sitting in our cars waiting for the day to start. It was 6.30 in the morning. And they came at us banging trash cans, blowing whistles, screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh, my God. And by 6.31, we were doing push-ups, sit-ups, jumping jacks, you know, all the physical training. Which, is, you know, firefighting is one of the most physically intense jobs out there. So, understandable why they're so geared towards physical fitness. So, uh, third day of the academy, I wake up about five in the morning. I'm going to get ready to go up to the academy and I get, I'm I'm chilly. Like the whole night, I just not feeling good. I'm chilly. So I take my temperature and I have a fever. So, okay. COVID precautions. So I call my bosses and I let them know what's going on. They said, all right, you have to go get COVID tested, even though, you know, I'm vaccinated and no known exposures. It's just procedure. As we all know in life now, everything is COVID. So I go get my COVID test. And uh, I tell them, you know, it's going to take two days for the COVID test to come back. And they said, all right. They said, well, go find a place that can do a, a rapid COVID test just so we can see if you're negative or not. So when I go to the urgent care to get a rapid test, I just, you know, should I have mentioned it? Should I have not mentioned it? I don't know. But I mentioned it that I'm having a little bit of, of just discomfort. But in my mind, I'm equating it to I've just started or embarked on an extremely physically intense program. So it's probably a lot of muscle soreness and muscles that I haven't used because I'm, you know, I'm not in great, I'm not in horrible physical shape, but I'm not in great physical shape. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they start doing the workup and, and lo and behold, long story short, you know, there's the possibility now that I might've experienced a heart attack. <laughs> uh, so now there's a, <laughs> so this lottery dream of the last three years of suffering and torture and strain on our marriage and, and, you know, working ungodly amounts of time and jumping through hoops and getting this done and, and so many 
oh, you almost made it. I finally make it, and day three, I'm already, I'm out. That's insane. So right now, they don't know what they're going to do with me. You know, they're not saying that they're going to fire me, but, uh, you know, I have to finish this training. I've already missed too many. I've already missed more than the allowable amount of classes you're allowed to miss. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, you know, as as my chiefs have told me, health being my the utmost importance. Sure. You know, yeah. my health has to be there. So yeah. we just got to wait now for the cardiologist to tell me what's going on and mm-hmm. – um, you know, some something's definitely going on because I can tell you as much as I don't feel myself. I don't feel right. something's wrong. Yeah, I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but I don't feel myself, mm-hmm. and it's I gas. haven't. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish. You know, listen, I've been blowing them out top and bottom as much as I can, and it's not helping it. But Jesus, but yeah, yeah. Is it just something as simple as like dehydration, electrolytes? I I don't know. Yeah, you know, is it something? Is it maybe uh, another sickness, viral or, or bacterial infection? I got that I don't. You know, like upper respiratory. I I don't know. I don't know. But as it sits right now, uh, there's some things that are being shown on my on my EKG. And for those that don't know, that's the uh, the stickers they put on your chest to check your heart um, that are showing that indicate that there's a possibility Something's that up. a heart attack might have happened. So now we're just waiting for the uh, the more advanced testing to come back. And, mm-hmm. and again, you know, I just got to roll with it. You know, there's, <laughs> there, there's no fighting at this point. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, if this means that you know i'm going to get eliminated from being a firefighter uh it's a bridge i'm going to have to cross i mean there's definitely going to be a lot of emotion and depression that's going to come with it but we'll get through it yeah we'll get through it and listen there's always a backup plan you know i was a fire inspector before this it's not the worst job in the world did i did i love it no did i hate it no you know, I, I, I like the job. It's just, it's not what I, I wanted to be a fireman. And sure. I, and I knew the possibility of me being a fireman was there. So I never loved it as much as I could have. Yeah. But if I have to go back to it, I can still provide for my family. Yeah. Doing that job. Just not as well as I could have as a firefighter. Right. And, right. Exa- and not be as happy in life. But again... That's in my, you know, and I'm sure a lot of listeners out here for your podcast and a lot of people in life aren't doing things that they want to do for many circumstances. And I'm just going to have to deal with the, the cars that are dealt to me and, and go with it. Yeah. Um. So, Jen, I know that you also had like a change of environment because you used to work in the city, but you had like a very... I guess good farewell from everybody, and now you have also moved forward in a career wise. So can you tell us that? Too? I have, I have. Um, I, in a sense, I, I've moved forward, but I've kind of moved backwards, and I'll I'll explain a little bit more on that. So, yes, please. Um, in the city, I was working as a practice manager. I was working for a prestigious hospital. Um, I was overseeing about thirty some odd practices. And this opportunity that came my way was actually humbling in in a sense that it was someone that I've known previously at one of my other positions that I worked for. 
um, the provider was looking for somebody to come and manage his practice. So actually going back, I was more, I was heading more in the direction of administration in healthcare. And then, um, when he reached out to me at that time, it was just a struggle because I just had Lucy. I wanted, I wanted to work closer to home. Um, so I did want to find something close to home, but with Kyle taking the many pay cuts that he has taken, I, it was just, it wasn't feasible for me to come back to Jersey knowing that I was getting paid what I was getting paid in the city. I'd never find that here. Um, unless I went into a different position, a higher position that I was in. And I, I didn't really feel that comfortable going into, um, a position like that just yet. I think that there are a lot of things that I still have to learn in the position that I was in, in the city. So I was like, uh, I mean, I, I have no problem applying for it. I, I, I I, I hate to say this, but I feel like a lot of people in those higher positions sometimes are in them because of who they know, not what they know. Mm. So it's like, all right, well, I can apply for this. And chances are is that um, my resume carries some decent weight. So I'm sure that I can get it, but I'm going to have to like really fake it till I make it kind of deal. <laughs> um, and I just, it's been such a struggle. I really wanted to find a position where, and not to say that I was looking for something easy to go into, but I wanted something where I wasn't going to be mentally drained at the end of the day. I still want to come home and spend time with my kid. So um, as I just put my resume, I, I, I want to say I put my resume out there a week let's say it was a week ago, I put my resume out there. All of a sudden today I'm getting notified or I'm, the, the provider that I previously known um, reached out to me asking me if I knew anybody who would be interested in running a practice. So I've been out of a practice or I, I the last time I managed a practice was three years prior. So I was like, it, it was a struggle because I was like, all right, I, I got out of a practice. Now I'm going back into a practice. And there's a little bit of a difference because when you're actually working in a practice, not to say that it's a terrible position, but it's a lot more like bullshit work. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're babysitting. You're just, you're, you're just doing a lot of dumb shit that I, I just, I went to school. I got my MBA. I moved forward to now go backwards. And that's what I mean by I, I, the position is a great position, but I kind of went backwards because it's, I'm back in a practice, which is again, I love the doctor. He is amazing. The work that he does is amazing. He's very loyal. And that to me is huge. So I, I took the risk. And when I agreed to take the position, they also chose to work with me and give me a little bit of what I wanted to. So not only did I um, get myself into Jersey again, but um, it's also, it's a hybrid position where I'm working for the practice, but I'm also working for the service line as a whole. So I'm still getting that piece of administration that I really wanted, um, which is how I ended up getting an increase from going into the city to Jersey. So that pay cut that, that Kyle took, I just got back. Right. So it's almost like it, it balanced, balanced yeah. out. Um, so... No, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's great. It's it's a great opportunity. So I'm just so I'm basically hoping. now I'm just going to be a stay at home dad. <laughs> so with with all the hurdles, hiccups, and hesitations, uh, how do you guys keep fighting? How do we keep fighting? I mean, that's a, that's easy. <laughs> oh yeah, we fight every day. Not fighting each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like, how, how do you? Keep, how, yeah, yeah, how do you keep going forward? Well, the little one sitting on my lap right now is definitely 
the biggest motivator because obviously you, when you have kids and anyone that has kids or been around kids, you can't give up because they can't fend for themselves. So you got to do what you got to do to provide for them. Um, I think the biggest motivator is that things could always be worse. And, and that's, you know, a, another philosophy you got to keep in your mind is as bad as things are, again, we're homeowners. We have, you know, we were fortunate enough to have two nice cars. We have, you know, a healthy family minus, you know, my heart attack possibly. <laughs> um, you know, we're able to pay our bills. We're able to keep some money in the bank afterwards. So you just got to adapt to what it's thrown at you and make the best of a bad situation. I just see it as I, all my life, like you tell me no, I'm going to fight twice as hard to show you yes. So on my, like for my point of view, it's, all right, so we hit this wall. Let's break it down and, 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 and open a hole. Let's, let's create our own door now. Let's make it through another door. That door doesn't work. Let's try another way. And it's just, I'm, I'm constantly pivoting. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but eons ago, I actually attempted going to PA school. And that never panned out. I, I wanted more clinical work. And that's actually why I started riding as an EMT because I needed to have volunteer experience and everything. And after attempting that for like seven, eight years, um, it just didn't happen for me. And it's fine. Like it was it was discouraging. I was very sad. I cried for a very long time. Um, <laughs> but you, you just you kind of like learn to roll with it and fine. You know what? The universe is telling me this isn't going to work. I'm going to find something else that is going to work. Maybe I, I maybe I'm good at something else that I just don't know. And it happened to be managing practices. I know how to organize. I know how to like just make things work, um, which is how I organize this gem to my left here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, you just you roll with it. And when something comes up, a roadblock, get through it. I, it's just, it's almost like I, I constantly have to prove that you may think no, but I'm going to tell you yes, because that's what I want. You're not going to tell me. I'm going to tell you. And, and I think touching on that too, with Jen's um, attempt at PA school and, and knowing what it was like to fully chase her dreams and, and just, you know, whether it be at no fault of your own, just, just bad timing or whatever it was just not coming to fruition um i think that also helps her understand with with the situation i'm going through with the chasing of the dream and and the roadblocks and the setbacks and the possibility now of it not coming to light you know i think that also helps keep us afloat because she's been on this side that I'm in right now and I was there when she went through that side and I saw what it did to her so I think you know we both have a, 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 a an eye on the playing field or on both sides of the, of the fence when it comes to that too so that definitely makes it a lot easier yeah like I, I mean I couldn't get my dream if I can help him get his then at least we got a dream so a dream's a dream I support it. I hate it, but I support it. And if we both failed at our <laughs> dreams, we're both doing something that we fucking hate, but we got bills to pay, so <laughs> we're like the rest Let's, of America. <laughs> misery loves company, right? That's it. <laughs> is we'll that be the, miserable together. Is that the pep talk I want to send out to these yes, people? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I understand. No, no. But no, that's good, though. That's good. That, that, that is really good what you guys are saying. Uh, what is one thing that you admire about the other? Next question, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, what do I admire? Well, I'll start off. Um, Jen's drive and focus. 
Um, she's definitely, like she said, she is, you put a wall in front of her and it's in front of what she wants. She's going to tear down that wall either as a whole or piece by piece. And she's easily adapted it when, when we became serious as the, I'm no longer going to tackle the wall. We're going to tackle the wall and we're not going to tackle my walls. We're going to tackle both of our walls. And it's, it's been, you know, she's put the drive and, and focus, she's given it to me that I never had. Um, you know, she's as, as nutty as she can be as overbearing as she can. Listen, I was putting it kind. I'm not done. I'm not done. But like, you know, listen, when we first started dating, all you guys used to, Oh, you're dating. Oh, good luck. You know? Cause you know, everyone knows Jen, Jen, yeah, you know, Jen speaks her mind and she's very passionate when she speaks. So it sounds like she's coming off negatively, but in a sense, I like it because you know where you stand. There's no, there's no gray area. There's no bullshit being slung at you. You piss her off. You are going to know about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's also very compassionate and, uh, Listen, she's a big softy without anybody knowing it. When you break down the barrier and you get to see the side like what I've seen, you understand. That was very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote it up for him. Uh, you know what? That makes total sense now. Thanks. Not going to lie. I Googled, I Googled that. But, you know. Anyway. Um, let's see. What do I admire about Kyle? I, I, you know yes. what? Kyle? Kyle's just a kind soul. Um, through all the struggles that we went through, you get to a point where you ask yourself, when is enough enough? And the many times that I've asked myself that, Kyle's heart, it's just, as, as much as he doesn't think he is, I don't even know how to describe this, but like, Kyle helps me in ways that he doesn't know he helps me in. Like, I'm, I'm very crazy. I'm very outspoken. I'm, I'm just all out there. He grounds me. Um, he's not afraid of telling me, Jen, shut the fuck up. Like, get over yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he just, he keeps me together. Like, he makes me the better version of me, I think. Even though he may see the crazy side, he does make me a better version of me. So, I guess, I don't know if that's selfish or not, but that's what I admire of him. Because, again, going back to, like, the past relationships, they've been nightmares. I don't want someone to tell me what I want to hear. Just tell me how it is. Mm-hmm. So, that's oh, good. And I got no problem laying the truth down on her. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is one thing that you wish for the other to attain? This fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I guess I, I'll, I'll. Sorry, it's been years. Okay, I'll years. I'll put the salt Just, and pepper on that I mean, for her too. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I told him the day that he came to me and was like, I may have had a heart attack. I told him, you better have had a fucking heart attack, okay? <laughs> this better not be like, oh, it's an accident. No. I want to know that you had a heart attack. I mean, I'm glad that you're alive. Yes. But this is enough, okay? <laughs> enough. Right. Enough setbacks. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All right. Um, That's her answer. Yeah. <laughs> Ru- just ru- run that question to me one more sure. time. What is one thing that you wish for the other to attain? A sugar daddy? What yeah, the- definitely ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what I wish for Jen to obtain is, for lack of better terms, her her end game. You know, she's constantly striving to 
to get to the top, to advance in her career. And, and, you know, I admire that. And I think most people always want to advance in their career and get to their top level. And there's nothing wrong with it. But um, being able to continuously do that and still try to find the balance in, in work life and, and, and private life and family life and everything like that. I just I, I hope she finally gets to the point where she can sit back and go, you know what? I made it. This is where I want to be. There's no more pursuit for me because I can now sit back and and reap what I've sowed instead of constantly beyond the aggression. I can finally relax and then we could start enjoying more of life. That's good. All right. So what's next on the road to happiness? What's the next goal? A house. Okay. Truthfully, between the two of us, we're, we're either on Zillow or Trulia probably five times a day. <laughs> Just seeing, you know, and obviously, you know. Searching like multi-million dollar yeah, homes, but like, that's cool. That's fine. We have dreams. Yeah. <laughs> we got dreams. Right. I we mean, have right aspirations. Now, definitely not the, the time to buy anywhere unless you're really financially off. Um, you know, you know, we're in a position where we can sell this place and make a, a very pretty penny profit, but where do you go? You know, there's yeah, nowhere yeah. to put that money back into because everything's so out outpriced but just getting a feel of like what kind of style of house we're each into uh areas that we're looking at and and just getting a roundabout of like okay houses in this area are going for six hundred fifty thousand dollars for what we're looking for so what we can expect to like have for a down payment what our mortgage is going to be estimated um and just get a feel of you know the area we want to live in schools being the top priority in, in the area as most parents, you know, so you want low crime and good schools and that comes with the price. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, we're in a, I would say we're probably in a pretty good agreement of, of the area we want to go into for the most part. Um, most of that being Jen spent five plus years miserably commuting into the city mm. and with my job as a firefighter, um, you know, because we work 24-hour shifts, we only end up working eight days a month. Mm. So I'll live in Cape May if I only have to drive up here eight times a month. Mm-hmm. I don't care where I move. So now I'm very open to let's make her commute convenient now. Sure. You know, all this time as a fire inspector, I could put my car in neutral and go to work because we're so close. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so if we can get to a place where she gets the 10, 15-minute commute, um, that's that's where I want to go. All right, cool. Um, all right, so we are nearing the end of the podcast, so you know what we do with every guest. We have them answer a question from the Skin Deeps, the and self-edition card game. So pretty much it's uh, an introspective card game. We, we all answer one question, and I believe this card number, it is card number 51. All right, so card 51, let's see what you got for us all right and question is hmm, this is an interesting one how do i know i'm not lying to myself uh when i can stare at myself in the mirror confidently and knowing that the other person is still me okay booyah that was deep. <laughs> I need I need a little time. <laughs> Damn. I could tell myself in the mirror I'm going to be a millionaire and look at myself the same way. So that definitely ain't for me. But. 
Damn. Um, how how do, do how do I tell myself? No, how oh, how do I know I'm not lying to myself? How do I know I'm not lying to myself? Because whatever I'm telling myself, I'm not thinking of justifiable failures. So that's something for me. If if I don't think something's going to pan out or I'm not fully hearted into it, I'm basically lying to myself that I'm going to be able to achieve it. I've already thought of, well, if this happens, it's because of this. Or if, you know, I, I've already justified failure before I've, I've, I've gone for that goal of whatever I'm telling myself I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think a lot of people can relate to that is, is, if you can't justify failure, if you, if you can justify failure, you're lying to yourself about what whatever you're doing. Hmm. Very introspective. All right. I don't know my answer. What? <laughs> like, you guys are like super deep. I don't know. Like, how do I know I'm not lying to myself? How do I know I'm not lying to myself? Wow. I don't. How do I know I'm not lying to myself? Jesus. I know it's tough. It's it tough. is. It is. Yeah, tough. no, that's definitely a, a, a hard question. Yeah. yeah. What the freak? How do I know? How do I know I'm not lying to myself? Well, hmm, let me see. When am I lying to myself? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when I do lie to myself? Okay, go ahead. I don't know. Like. When I'm, I guess when I'm trying, when I'm trying to lie to myself, I feel like super, super guilty. You know, just like, dude, just, just face the truth, man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I feel like super guilty, and it's like just, just go through that hump. You know, like just just go over the hump, just deal with it, and like you'll be fine. You know what I mean? And just and just just roll with it. And whatever the outcome is, that's what it is. You know, like so that's I mean that's pretty much what you got to do. So, um, the words yeah. of Shaquille O'Neal, man up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, uh, but me being an idiot, I almost forgot because I thought this was the last question. But no, it is not because I've been doing something new with my guests. And I have allowed them to ask me three questions a piece, so I almost ended out this whole damn show without them doing that. So, uh, it's up to you guys. So, go ahead. Who, who's who's first? So, there is a question I'm dying to ask you, but I know you're not going to answer. So, I'm going to save it after Jen or after all six questions are asked. That's I think I gonna, know exactly. Oh, what I'm sure you're, you're going to. I'm sure I know you're going to exactly know. And I'm surprised you don't know. It's going to be our seventh surprise question. We're, gonna, <laughs> oh, we're really yes. going to follow up on this. <laughs> Lord. All right, all right go so, ahead. so my first question to you now neither one of us as far as i know uh, definitely for me and i'm pretty sure for jen because i only told her yesterday about this um i i don't write i don't write things down i like to go right off spur at a moment top of the head base it off the conversation so the first question is um how is and i know we, we you know especially like when the our little trio of of guys nights goes out any prospects on the love life any prospects on the love life uh, was that you or was that that was that was, <laughs> that was the little one the little one she's curious too <laughs> she was like Ooh. 
She's curious too. Yeah, I'm some, like, what the hell? someone just turned off the lights in the fifth grade lunchroom. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Any prospects? No, there there isn't. Um, and that's like the god's honest truth. I mean, because okay, not that there's anything wrong with oh, it. No, not no. to cut you off. Not that you know. Not that you know. You have to be in a relationship to be happy. But yeah, I yeah. know you know from our talks and stuff. Like yeah. That. Well, um. Uh, as I discussed this on the last uh, podcast that I had, um, I okay, let me back it up a little bit even more. So, for the last couple of like weeks, like a lot of weeks, <laughs> like I've just been, and it's been really hard. But I've been really thinking about my ex fiance, like hard, okay, like super hard. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? What is this? You know, and um, I forgot how I landed on it, but um, oh, and I was thinking about like all the good shit, and of course I know there was bad stuff, bad stuff too, but I was really thinking about like the good stuff, and you know, like uh, like her birthday passed, and and like all the, all these things, and I'm like, what is going on with me? And then I forgot, like I saw like on G on IG or uh, Instagram about like this like like dream interpreter or some some shit like that, and I was like listening to the person the person was like oh you know sometimes you know if you're uh thinking about like your ex-fiance or or uh, old significant other or whatever it's because you know you're not necessarily missing them you're just missing those good times and your and your body's telling you that like you want to get back to that and i'm like oh my god like that's that's totally true like i absolutely i absolutely do want to get back into a relationship like bad like i'm craving a relationship like love affection Right, right all that stuff i am I'm on it, but I kind of promised myself to not do that as of yet because there are some things that I, I mean, I do want to do. I have like these two books that I really want to read through. Like uh, one of them is called um, Single is Your Superpower because there is one, there is a podcast that I do want to do because I also do like solo episodes as well, like reflecting reflecting ones. And one of them was like, because I was talking to a friend of mine and he uh uh there's like complication like with his uh uh not marriage but like he he pretty much thinks that he will not be able to have children with his wife got it yeah so he's like now he has to live with the thought that you know he might not be able to right. be a father you know and and he's like have you ever thought about a life with you not having a wife and kids. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh my God, you're you're right. Like, who, who, that's not promised to me. You know, who's to say that I will have a wife and kids? Right. So, like, I never just thought about just growing old and being single. Yeah. You know, so, like, I want to I wanna have a conversation with myself about that. Okay. You know, so... So I kind of like promise myself, my, myself to not do that. You know, maybe I'll do the podcast, but I definitely want to read those books. But, you know, I mean, there's freaking, you know, chicks out there, man. And, you know, sometimes you have, you know, crushes and stuff. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, there's no prospect, no nothing, whatever. Um, I even, well, uh, like I had, I had, um, I mean, I'll just come out and say it. I did have a friends with benefits a while ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that like died. Out of nowhere. Proud of you. <laughs> and I've never had that before, ever. So that was, that was an experience. But, um, and I'll definitely talk Ooh, about that. Ooh, I want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait on the, the next episode. Coming of soon. Yeah, exactly, right? 
Um, but yeah, but that like ended very abruptly. But um, but it's like yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I might, ha- I might have that life. So I-, I don't know. But I, I have been developing a crush on someone, and I hate, I hate, I absolutely hate having a crush at the age that I am. <laughs> it's so stupid. But and especially of where this person like is. It's like it's dumb. It will it will never work and it's just dumb. <laughs> and I hate it. But never like, say never. I mean it's twenty twenty one. Anything <laughs> can happen. Well I'm saying never. <laughs> no but um I don't know it's dumb. But like no they're 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 to answer your question, a long-winded answer, but um, no, I don't have anything. Would I want someone? Absolutely. But oh, that was another reason too. Another reason why I am uh, stepping back, and we we've, we've talked about this plenty of times. It's just because I don't want to go into searching for someone when I know that I don't fit women's criteria of what they want in a man. I'll tell you. Jen, I am 41, okay, and I live with my parents. No one, <laughs> no woman is going to want that for a partner. None. But it's it's always <laughs> circumstantial, right? So you live with your parents. Honestly, again, I, I go back to it's 2021, all right? <laughs> right. You're 41. Yeah. You're taking care of your parents. Mm-hmm. That, to me, I would take that on. Kyle was living with his parents. I mean, I guess he was also 23. Eh. But <laughs> You were 27 living with your parents. <laughs> Anywho. Are we um, proving my point here? <laughs> like, I don't understand. No, 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 no. I just, I think that everything is circumstantial. And I yeah. think that if you run into a woman and everything works out and she's just going to sit there and say, oh, you your parents, you're a loser. She's a fucking moron. Like, get over yourself, okay? Because let's see where you are. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's just every everything is very circumstantial to me. And it's, it's it's case by case. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, um, I I wouldn't settle short. Is I don't even know if that's the right phrase, but like, I, don't. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, like, don't, yeah. I forget that phrase. Don't, don't, don't. I don't, don't know sell why yourself I can't. Sell yourself short. Sell yeah, yourself yeah. short. There, yeah, you, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow, <laughs> brain fart. So yeah, don't sell yourself short because right. you just you truly never know. No, I, I, hear I, you. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. But, but that that response that attitude is an overwhelming. It's like nine out of ten. They're, they're I was gonna, gonna say it's, it's that whole. I have to provide. I have to be on my own. It, it's almost like you're just not where you're. You are like I mean, career wise, whether I, I'm, I'm sorry, I kind of like jumped ahead, but no, like, no. you're just not where you are to be happy. So I think that what you need to figure out first is make yourself happy. Sure. And then once you get to that point. Then if it comes your way, it comes your way. If it doesn't, you don't give a shit because you're happy anyway. Yeah, and, so, and that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, that's why uh, you know I'm doing this. And again, thank you guys for being on. You know, like yeah, this is fun for, for me. Us. Like this is I, exciting. Yeah, like this is so fulfilling to me. And like if and, and you know, yeah, and just like you said, like if a chick is like, oh, you're doing podcasting. What? Like, how much is that bringing in? Like, fuck you. Like, you know, that's the spirit. <laughs> like, like, what's it to you? Yeah, like this is my shit. Like, I love this. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and if someone isn't gonna be supportive to that, like, it's just not even worth your time quite honestly mm-hmm. so yeah but yeah but but there's nobody <laughs> gotcha. long story short there's <laughs> yeah. no one yeah 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 okay. all right so jen cool okay so my question is what is the one question that no one has ever asked you that you wish maybe ha- like somebody had asked you i mean i know that you kind of started doing this but is there anything in particular that you're just like damn 
I hope somebody asks me this. Talk, is, a, talk about a deflection of not having a question. <laughs> yeah. No, but that, you got two more after this. Just so you yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, I, I got questions. Don't no, worry. no, that, that is a very good question. I, I really don't know if I can answer that. Like, uh, wow. Because uh, essentially, it's like, you know, what would I want people to know? You know, you know about right. myself. Um, I don't know. I mean, we know his age. Are we going to know his birthday? <laughs> JK! <laughs> JK! Um, there goes man. question seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. Wow. What I know. Is a, Stunner. It is. What? What is a question? Jesus. What is a question that somebody has not asked me before? Wow. That's, that is, that's, that's, a, that's a big one. Because <laughs> it's like I don't know. Um, I don't. Uh, that's yeah. that's a hard one because only because it's like I've 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 explained my relationships and all that stuff like on my like solo things and right, stuff right. like that. So like I've talked about it, you know. So I've talked about things. So. I really don't know, and and it sucks because I would would love to answer your question, but I don't, I can't. <laughs> like, I, I really don't know. Do I want a prize now? <laughs> yeah, your prize is two more questions. <laughs> Jeez, like I, I'm, I don't, I really don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. It's cool, it's cool. I'm sorry. It's, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was it's a, okay. That was a very good one. I mean, I, if if you can come up with another question, well, yeah, so you can you can get it back right, cool, cool. <laughs> so oh, the other question I, i'm already what's up no no oh, oh, oh i yeah, didn't know you already had it. So oh yeah trust me i have a slew of them in my head okay all right yeah. so let's all right this, so, this is the new one okay this is a new one yeah so okay. of all your podcasts which one would you say was the most um i guess i don't know if successful is the right term but like which mm. one would you say got the the most amount of feedback like positive feedback on and why do you think that is well, the one okay, there. It's funny because there are two episodes fighting neck and neck with each other, like right now as as we speak. They both have uh seventy downloads. One of them, the first one was, uh, and they're both by the same person. My it's my longtime friend. Um, and the first, his first very episode was um. It was in, it was titled uh, "Finding the One After the One," so um, which essentially was that you know sometimes we go out with somebody and we just think that that person's the one, like oh this is it, this is perfect, and then something happens, whatever happens happens, and then maybe it might not be that next person, but like that that next one is like it makes you reflect of like oh all that stuff that I thought that I needed the one to be or that i thought this mythical one was it's not true this is the real one One. you know so that was a great one and uh, a lot of people like love that love that episode and they love that topic too and and i and i uh uh i I liked using it actually it's funny because that was a rehash i i did that one i did that topic before with an with an old uh, on my old very old podcast with uh with a friend that you guys know so it was very interesting um and i can absolutely absolutely find you that episode oh Um, yeah back then that was that was was really good 
but yeah, uh, he he did that, and that was, that was good. So I I just re- I did it again like years later with you know this friend now. Yeah. And the other one was what I talked to you about like uh, off the air was was the um uh if uh if I can't provide, will we divide? You know that because that's a very heavy topic right now. It's it's an evergreen topic. It, like it'll always be a topic because you know some women were like I'm not doing anything. Like you're like you're the man. You you have to. Uh, provide and i will live in the castle that you built for me i was gonna say you know? I, I, i'm definitely you know as i'm a I'm a, for those that know me i'm a big news guy i like to follow current events politics and all that kind of stuff and i'm you know i love to not stir controversy but i'm i, I like to I like to talk about the taboo topics that you're not supposed to talk about with people just because I like to hear all the different sides. And, sure. and one thing I've, I, I've noticed is trending in in current events and everything like that is almost like that, you know, we're, 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 there's that the Me Too movement going on. And there's a lot of like women liberation movements going on like there was in the 20s and the 30s with the burn your bra and, and women's rights and all that kind of stuff. But in a sense, I'm also noticing a, a, a reversion back to that 50s lifestyle of the homemakers and the stay-at-home moms and, and things like that. And and I think... I think they now like to be called entrepreneurs. Uh, entrepreneurs, if you want to call it, you know, like... Not to say that there's anything little, wrong with it. Not at all. Not, I'm not... Listen, I'm not knocking anybody's lifestyle. Everybody's, you know, that's what makes this country great you're supposed to live your lifestyle how you want to live it without interference from anybody else as long as you know it's legal mm-hmm. um but like what, what it's just it's it's strange because you know i think as a country we're doing a lot of reversion back college isn't as big of a push anymore it's more getting into the trades getting into the workforce which was a big 50s and 60s philosophy um you know the stay-at-home stay-at-home mom or dad's um, which was again a big uh, mid-century of last century now, which still I I find hard to believe. But last century, you know, the mid-century belief of single parent working and staying home to raise one stays home to raise the kids. But it's almost a double-edged sword for men now because of that philosophy. Women want to be independent and self-sufficient, but at the same time expect to be provided for. Mm-hmm. So it's as a guy, it's almost a losing battle. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I understand where you're coming from on that. On yeah, that it's kind of like a uh, what did they say? Like women, it's like an oxymoron. Well, yeah, like women want to be modern, but they want their men to be traditional. Ex- exactly. Yeah, that's you know? a great way to put it. So it's like great way to put it. What <laughs> you yeah. know? So it's like mm, all right, but uh, but yeah, I mean, mm. <laughs> but 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 enormous amount of feedback for that episode and uh we're actually gonna have like a part two because it was it was because of you know me and my friend but i told him um that we it would be good to have uh the female perspective on it so like yeah. uh, you know a lot of, oh I'll, I'll be on it <laughs> you know yeah, so yeah, like yeah. we i was like oh boy <laughs> you know so but no i i i'll keep my word so we're definitely gonna have a uh a part two with a you know female perspective on it because yeah but the thing is it's not like our episode was meant to we we had we 
well, we talked for the female perspective because me, I, I don't, I like to see both sides, just you know, much like you, and I like to talk about both sides. I don't yeah. want to be like men, 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 men. It's just like no, I, I understand a woman wanting their man to be competent. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say like I think it should be equal partnership. Yeah, I'm but, not going to say that they shouldn't, you know, the, strive for that. Yeah, but the <laughs> roles of equality is a definitely uh, it's a it's an open ended term. Yeah, you know, yeah. equality as in you're both making the same money providing, or you know, one's raising the kids, doing all the housework, doing all that kind of stuff, and the others out there financially providing or, well, yeah, or emotional support. Like there's there's it's such an open ended topic. Yeah, because I remember I I saw something on uh, IG like probably before I got here actually, and a woman was like, you know, it was on a. It was a, it was a meme. It was a meme. It was a post, and she was like, "I am not going fifty fifty on bills." So I was like, "All right." So if you want the guy to be a hundred percent on bills, fine. But what are you doing in the meantime? That's my thing. I'm not, you know I'm not saying oh you need to t-. like what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like because if he's gonna be busting his ass, whatever. What are you doing? I, you're, you're damn sure you're not gonna freaking just like watch Netflix all day. You're gonna be doing something, <laughs> you know. So to just to just counterbalance it, that's right. it. Yeah, that's you know, it. It's fun. So I was saying the topic that came into our relationship earlier on. Um, you know, Jen. Obviously, we both love spending time together. Jen made smart moves when she was younger. Went to college, got herself set up in her career early, got financially stable younger than me. Even though she's older, and I like to remind her, um, <laughs> um, you know, but she got into a uh, 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 into her career earlier, so she was able to move up the the, the pay scale quicker and everything like that. And you know, an argument we had early in our relationship was um, financial equality while still maintaining that time. And I had to really enforce into her, like, listen, understand that I didn't go to college; I went to high school. And the work that I know and I'm skilled in that I can get paid for require – if you want me to be income equal, you're going to have to sacrifice that time then because I can't – what I what you do in one job, I need two or three to do. And I have no problem doing that. I'll be income equal with you, but don't expect me to be home mm-hmm. because I'll work – I have – I've done it my whole life. I'll work three, four jobs. I'll work 20 hours a day, seven days a week because I've done it. And I can do it. So it's the give and take, and that's along the topics of what we're getting into. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, you also yeah. took a lot of pay cuts along the way. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. Not a smart move, there, pal. <laughs> um, pal, it's your it's yeah, your so question. I got a question. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm chewing. Yeah. I, hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't sound horrible on the mic. It's not. It's not um, that bad. I'm like, dude. Who <laughs> So, (laughs) if you could pick one celebrity person, no matter A-list, B-list, YouTube famous, Instagram famous, TikTok viral, whatever it is, that you could have a one-on-one podcast with, who would you pick and why? Whoa. I don't... Hmm, that's interesting. Because, like, I I really wanted to focus... I've always wanted to... No, I shouldn't say I've always wanted to, like be solo but like i remember with my old podcast that and again you know her and i we we started it and it was it was a wonderful time but then you know i had to like quit just because i wanted to just uh 
I had to focus on doing my own thing, which is, you know, the writing and all that stuff. But during that hiatus, uh, this was like calling me, you know, and I had stuff to talk about. Like, I, I remember all the way back when, when, uh, maybe you might remember this, when, um, the whole like Aisha Curry debacle happened when she was like, oh, I don't get hit on as much as, uh, Steph does. And, and people were like, why do you want to get hit on? when you're married and you have like your own show and what do you what's going on so like i i was like oh i want to talk about this so much (laughs) you know but i can't i had no outlet no nothing and no platform and 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 again like i um like i've discussed with a friend of mine like i i i have found my purpose you know i I like being expressive so whether it's through uh writing or through this, I like to express myself. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right with what I'm expressing, but I like to express myself. <laughs> you know? So um now like I, I get to do that and now I don't necessarily have anybody to tell me what to do or anything or like there's no topic that I can't you know if I if I wanna discuss about a topic, I can because I remember in my last uh podcast i wanted to uh talk about there was this person who would talk to her dead husband and i was fascinated by that because she was communicate with the dead yeah and you know my uh co-host didn't want to you know be a part of that whatever but i mean i'm glad that she still let me do it but it's like man like you know we're in this together whatever but like it's fine but like now i can i can do that again if i want and you know there's no hang-ups no nothing you know so i never really thought that i would want to have another person on this like this is all mine it's 100 percent me you know so i I've well never i don't given mean that. like as a as a co-host i mean oh to like interview a, as an episode yeah oh it's like interview um hmm. whether it's a <laughs> whether it's a uh uh youtube um hmm I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, cause damn, I used to. Hmm. I only ask because I know you're 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 very eclectic with with reading with with like uh the the comic book DC Marvel era with, sure. with you know movies. So I know it's a very broad spectrum for you. Hmm. If I could interview somebody or celebrity. Hmm. Maybe probably M Night, M Night Shyamalan, the fame fame director who did uh, Unbreakable, Signs, Old that just came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's my favorite director, so I probably I probably do that. Uh, if if you need an answer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I guess yeah, because. Yeah, because I, I like maybe like even before I started doing podcasts, that's all I would do is watch podcasts. So like I was all into that stuff. But like I've since I've been doing this, I really don't have time to like watch, you know, as many as I used to. I used to like listen to like, you know, seven or eight people like daily and listen to all their shows. But I, I can't anymore. I just don't have the time. Yeah. So I really can't, I couldn't give you like a current answer or like, you know, somebody who's like on the rise or something like that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But yeah, uh, M Night. <laughs> <M-Night>. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jen. 
Um, 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 um. Question four. I'm trying to keep it fun. I feel like these are like serious questions. So they can be whatever. Um, what was your most fun podcast? Like where it was just a shit ton of laughter and nothing got done and I don't know, just something exciting. Not necessarily something that got the most views, but just something that you were just like, oh, that's exciting. Hmm. My most fun. Let's see. Jeez. Um. Oh, you know what? Oh, I know. I know what my most fun. What my most fun is. I I need to get the uh. Get the names down. Um. Get the title down. I should say. Oh, whoops. What the hell? Essentially, it was with a coworker that I used to have, uh, a former coworker, and it was pretty. It was pretty much a year in review of of her life. Because, like, last year, she was, like, a virgin. And then the year after, she was moving in with her boyfriend. <laughs> well, that's a jump. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, like, so it was so funny because, uh, yeah, she was, like, you know, she was telling me all this stuff. Like, she was a virgin, but then, like, she, you know, she put herself out there and, like, in the dating stuff, in dating games, I'm dating games, uh, dating apps, because she was, like, you know, I'm, I'm in a small rut town. I'm not doing anything. Like this sucks. I like she was 23 at the time, and she was like, "This is, this sucks." Like I want my life to move forward, you know. So she, um, okay, yeah, here we go. So it was uh, episode 16, uh, lonely, lustful, and in love. A year in review. So basically, yeah, she was lonely that like first couple months. She went dating, and then like. I mean, she said it on the podcast, so it was cool. So it's cool to say here. I mean, she pretty much like went on her whole phase, and like she she caught like twenty bodies, like not even lying. Yeah, you know, like in a summer, <laughs> you know. And I was like twenty in a summer. Yeah, and I was like, go ahead, girl. You know what I'm saying? Live your life. <laughs> you know, and and the thing is, is like <laughs> it got it got it got up to the point where like you know she would have like dinner with the guy and stuff and she's like yo in her head she's like i want some dick you know so she's like so are we going to your house uh, you know back to your place and they were like i'm still having my dinner <laughs> you know what I'm the bathroom will be just fine thanks <laughs> like it was like oh oh you want to you, you want to go she's like yeah let's go you know so i'm like all right and then but but she said that it was great for her to to do that just because she wouldn't have appreciated the person that she's with now because she her said, final dick <laughs> yes her final dick. okay cool, cool. <laughs> because like um he he didn't even meet her like you know the stereotypical like checklist that women do whatever you know what i'm saying so it's like oh like you know like he wasn't it at like at all um so yeah so she wouldn't have even gone on a date with him but she did Everything was so cool, and th- and this was during like COVID time, so it was like so they really couldn't even like hang out with each other, but they had like virtual dinner dates. Like their first date was a virtual That's cool, dinner date. Yeah, like they I was just say, I've heard a lot about those. Yeah, they with, made with they made food and stuff like that, and they prepared it, and they showed each other, and then they started eating and stuff like that. It was like so super cute, you know? Yeah, or I've heard of guys of like. Ordering food to that person's house. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard of that. Yeah. That's dope. Um, yeah, and um, <laughs> what? Just go away. So go away to just get recently, ghosted. no, just recently, I actually heard a story about a guy who ordered some girl food, or no, sent her money so she can buy food for their date, and she never showed. She took his money and ran. That, oh. That's where I came up with that. Yeah, I heard that <laughs> oh story. Oh, my God. Too. 
That's so messed up. But um, don't hate the player, hate the game. Jeez, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and like she, like you know, they really love each other and all that stuff. And then they recently uh, moved in with each other, and I was like, that, I was like, that's freaking awesome. Like that's, uh, but to like hear that whole arc of a story was amazing. It was it was so much fun. Like that that was a really good one. That's that's probably like the best one so far. You know, you should have like, called it, it trial and error. <laughs> Ho, ho into a housewife. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus. Nothing wrong with it. More power to her. Yeah, I mean, that like that was fine with me, man. I was like, go ahead, man. Shit. I wish I had twenty bodies. The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was your, so. Uh, Kyle. All right. Last question. Last. Question. Well, for you, for Sorry. me, yeah. Well, I'm. Asterisk number seven on that one oh, because oh, we're well. definitely going in on that one. Okay. It's not going to be answered, but I'm going to ask it. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's, it's it's hard to ask you questions because obviously over the course of the years, you know, you're you're a very you're open book. You know, you're well, not you're not really afraid to. I would say the quite opposite <laughs> that I am a, well, an extremely private person. You're, well, you 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 are, but when asked, you're not you're not you don't shy away from answering. Sure. Like when we get together on our little you know guys' nights outs and stuff like that, you're sure. you know you're open and honest. But you definitely very easy to pick up that you're a sit back and listen and let me hear your issues. Uh, yeah, I, I'm empathetic. That's why. And yeah, I'm, and I'm observant, yeah, and I'm not so, saying like, there's anything wrong. Which yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. It makes our click great. You know, we all have our own personalities. Um, sure. So, question for you would have to be: <laughs> Jen's like, I got like five. <laughs> you want would one of mine? You, would Would you do a podcast with your ex fiance? And is there any Ooh. any prospect of that ever happening? Okay, that is a very interesting question because. For some reason in my head, I feel that for as long as this is going to go, I mean, we're on, what, 65? I mean, again, it, it's going to go until I get tired of it. But, like, I, I think I can get up to, like, 200, 300 easy. You know, but that that's just me. But, like, I feel probably eventually it will happen. But I'm not saying that I would, like, reach out and do it. You know what I mean? I Like, I think eventually it's going – she's going to catch wind of it. You know, like again, like this. This is a private podcast. Nobody really knows. The only people who know are the people who have who get on this. Who've been invited to? <laughs> so now I've got to binge watch these or binge listen. <laughs> you know, so like that's pretty much it. And I, and I like to keep it that way. But I think eventually it's going to uh, happen. But at the same time, I kind of I kind of don't want it to happen only because like fear. Well, fear. It, okay. I'm I, just like you said. I'm like I'm an open book and all this stuff. So like, I mean, if I don't know if you guys know, but she's been married. She's been married for four years. Okay. Um, and it's like, um, one, I don't want to interrupt that, you know, at all. Yeah. You know, and 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 I think did I tell you guys this that um that she like emailed me like a year ago. No. No? No. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Well, I, I spoiled Please. it. So much for the open book. <laughs> All right. So, oh, okay. Woo. All right. This, all right. This, okay. Yes. Go on. <laughs> so, so one, oh, man, if I, I, man, I, okay. So last year, I don't remember, probably like the end of last year or something like that. Um, 
or maybe it was two years ago. I'm not sure anymore. But uh, it's like five o'clock in the morning, and like I look at my phone, and I see that I have a notification from my ex fiance. But me, I'm thinking that I'm dreaming. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I, I, what? I haven't heard from this person in five years. You know, there's no way. Did she want her CDs back? <laughs> God. So, like, I take it and I'm like, so I, I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, it, it is. Like, it is her. What? So I, so I open it. New phone, who this? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, hey, you know, I, I know we haven't, like, spoken in a while, but I saw this and, you know, I immediately thought of you and I just wanted you to see it. I hope everything is all right. So I'm like, okay, so it's a link. So I, it's a link, and I press the link, and it's um a, it's a uh ad for the the Prince of Egypt, that it's it's a Broadway play, and, no sorry I keep saying that it's a play, but it's in uh Europe London oh wow, so I'm like, okay, cause uh, just just seeing that right there right then and there like froze me because. That is a very specific thing. For, that is a that holds a very special place in my heart for two reasons. One, because for my number one favorite movie is The Prince of Egypt. I love that movie. I, I own this. I own the soundtrack. I own, the, I own it twice, literally. I have two CDs. One in case one breaks or whatever. I have That's another one. That's pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have the movie. I I love the movie. I love the animation. I love the music. I love the message. It's my it's my favorite movie of all time. So that's one, and she knows that obviously because we we gone out for four years. So there that was that was one. But the other thing was that it was a play because for me, you know, I'm into writing and all that stuff. And I was like, when we were going out with each other, I told her that I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna make my favorite movie into a play. I've never wrote a wrote a play, whatever, but I'm gonna do it because it would be. I think it would be such an amazing thing to see as a play. So, so for the fact that it was, it has become a play, and it's still well. I mean, COVID aside, it's still going. You know, um, that made me like feel something, and her giving it to me, her being the messenger. Right, right. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn, like this is crazy. So, like. I get mad, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I get sad, but then I get mad because I'm like, Yo, what the, why are you sending me this? You know, what I'm saying? I didn't need to see this, yeah. <laughs> you know, like maybe I would have seen it where, someplace, own, you know, yeah. but like, like, why did you have to, you know, and I'm like, and then I'm like, hey, yeah, oh, you know, it's great to see you, blah, blah, thanks, you know, blah, blah, whatever. And then she hits me again saying that like, oh, I hope everything is all right because, you know, this COVID thing is going. I was like, I hope you're all right because she's always been like sick, you know, whatever. So I was like, you better be careful. Yeah. But then, but then we stopped talking for like four months because I didn't want to, I didn't want it to continue. Every time she wrote to me, it was very curt. It was very short, whatever. Cause I was like, you're bringing me too much emotion right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like there was a final time where I was like, nah, man, you'll F that. And I just like, I just like wrote this like long ass shit as like I always do. And I'm like, what was the meaning of this? Like, why did you do that to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like why? Like, why did you send me this? I could have like, do, did you need something? Like yeah. what? You know? Cause Oh, and the third thing was because that movie meant so much to me that, like, while we were going out, we we made up names for, like, 
up to like three kids because we're like whatever pops out we have a name for you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah. we're good and th- our first child whatever it was going to be um was going to be a name from that movie so there's another attachment you right. know what i mean so i was just like you know what you know what that movie means to me and meant to us you know what i mean so like what is it yeah. and she's like well, like what what's your angle you know, and then she's like, I don't have an angle. I don't want to start anything. I know like back way back when you said that you didn't want to have like a rapport and that, you know, that hurt me a lot and all that stuff because, you know, obviously, you know, I could go to you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I was like, yeah, I understand that. But like, we, what? Like, we can't do that now. Yeah. You know, we can't start things now. Like you're married and it's going to be unfair to your husband. And what are we going to talk about? Like, I like, cause again, I, I would always be like, you know, as the kids say now, a simp where I would. <laughs> a simp? Oh, you never heard what a simp is? Get with heard. the times, lady. Don't show your age. <laughs> <laughs> okay, child. <laughs> well, simp is short for simpleton. Pretty, pretty much like you're always like, oh, like you're like a white knight. You're always like, you know, jerking off like to get a woman's attention and stuff like that Got you know it. try to yeah, yeah. do all yeah. those things but so you're always the friend zoned yeah so it's just like so i'm just exactly. like I that's can't. what i call a sucker <laughs> i was like i can't like what are we gonna talk about like how like whack or great your like relationship is with your husband like i don't want to hear that yeah. <laughs> at all yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like not that i care but i don't care you know what i mean like mm, keep yeah. that over there and that and i would always play that role with everybody just just so i can have that person that i liked in my life you know and i i hated that so i was like i'm not doing it with my ex-fiance i'm not right. <laughs> you know she's yeah. like she's like no it's just that you know you know she said like you know sometimes like times were bad and you know i just had like a moment of reflection or whatever i'm like all right that's cool but like don't be don't do that yeah. like you left me you yeah. know I, I can think about you because you left, <laughs> but don't like leave me for something better to and only look come, back. Right. You know, like, don't do that. So that was that. So, um, so like she left and, but, but I said, but look, you know, I will give an olive branch. If I will leave like this channel open, I'm not going to reach out. If you want to reach out, go ahead. And, you know, since like March of 2020, she hasn't got it, you know? So like, yeah. I mean, it's still open, but like, I'm I'm not because I, I I I don't need that. But to get to my point is that like, you know, with a uh, Kyle said it, where he was yeah. like, oh, would you um have a a podcast with her and whatever an episode? Like, you don't understand how sometimes when I would go, she's as 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 much as it sucks. Like, she still affects me. Her 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 just her. Her presence, you know, even though I haven't seen her literally in five years, I, I act like I have PTSD when I go to your local uh, mall. Like I got it. Like Garden State. I got it. Cause like I'll go in and I'm like, I hope I do not see her, because I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I totally. I get don't. It. I try to go and I, and that's not even my mall. I don't live here. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? But it's like sometimes when when I'll go there cuz I usually go there for like for the movies for like IMAX whatever. Oh, but, we know you like to go alone too. <laughs> <laughs> and post about it. <laughs> so it's like I I hope I don't run into her. I really don't. Yeah. You know, I I just don't. So I don't know 
if it would be conducive for me or healthy for me to have her as a guest, even though it would be amazing because one, people would freaking freak out. Right. Everybody would listen to it. And I think I'd be able to get whatever I need to get off my chest and have closure, but not everybody gets closure. Nope. You know, so why do I need to? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it's done. Right. It's like I'm alone. She's married. That's it. Yeah. The, the end. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. it would be it would be extremely interesting to like I, I, I have thought about that. Like not not to say that I would ask her, but like I have envisioned her on the other side of this uh, laptop discussing whatever we need to discuss. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And really getting down to brass tactics. I have thought about it, but if it happens, it happens, but I don't know. It won't be coming from you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, all right. So, Jen. All right. I mean, I guess kind of still on that topic since it seems to uh, excite you a little bit. <laughs> Um, kind of on the topic, but kind of not. So in terms of closure, do you think it's important for someone to have closure? And it, I mean, it, it can, you can either discuss your experience with your ex-fiance or in terms of like, like sometimes I think that, and I don't know why this, this rings a bell in my head, but like whether it's an ex-relationship or, um, a cheating spouse or like, there's always a time or not always, but there's sometimes a time where you just, you're, you'll never get an answer. You'll, you'll never know. Do you think it's important to know? Like, is that going to make it better or is that just going to make it worse for people? I ask myself this all the time and I really don't know why, but I always like, <laughs> like if like, I always want to know everything. No, me too. No, we're, 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 we're in the same like that. Like, yeah. Like I, uh, even though I know the reasons why her and I, broke up and it ended like i still want to know why even though i know (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean it's almost like you want to hear it from them yes i want to hear it from you it's like okay this is the definitive answer thank you right you know but then but then i know i know exactly what's gonna happen i'm gonna go in a downward spiral yep you know i'm not good enough for anybody blah 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 if i if i did quote unquote if I did X, then we'd still be together, which is right. not true. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it'd be all those things. So it's like, I don't know. For, for for you to say that, it almost brings me up the question where I've asked other people where it's like, um, damn, what is that damn thing? Where it's like, um, oh, man, I, I'm going to F it up. But it's a, it's a very known thing where it's like, uh, would you would you rather have Oh yeah, would you rather have loved and lost or never be loved at all? I don't know. I I feel like me being me, I would rather not have loved at all cuz I wouldn't know. So it's a feeling that, all right, ignorance is bliss. Mhm. So but at the same time, here we go. That. But I, no, no, <laughs> no no, but just to play you all cuz you I, listen, we all know I like to play devil's advocate. Mhm. So it's it's Ignorance is bliss, but at the same time, we all know we all know what love is. So ignorance is bliss to where, yeah, you wouldn't have known what it's like to love love and loss. But at the same time, would you have pondered your whole life what the feeling of love is for somebody else? 
but love is different in every like the love that you and I have is different than let's say the quote unquote love I thought I had with someone else or I mean it could have been love I who knows whatever it is what it is but, but if like, you've never experienced it you wouldn't know what any of those are exactly so, so I'm that's, living my that's, best life that's the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my answer is funny enough is a combination of both of yours me I would I I would never be loved at all I would not loved at all because I would be able to uh, imagine positively what it is. Whereas if I have loved and lost, I lost it and I don't think I'll ever get it back again. Yeah, but you also need those times in life to knock you down to build up. You know, you can't you can't truly like they say, you can't experience success without failure. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's the same thing. You can't experience happiness without hurt. Right. So it's 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 a really bad double edged sword. Sure. We can agree to disagree. About time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, but yeah, no, I, I think I'd rather just not know. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, like before Kyle and I met, I was perfectly happy and I think that would I have been happy not ever knowing him and, and just doing me? Yeah, I was I was perfectly happy i'll be honest i was the same way like my philosophy before i met jen was stay single stay happy (laughs) because of previous failed relationships sure 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 so but i and i and i can say um if you're single and you're you're you are happy with staying single don't ever watch the movie uh love and other drugs (laughs) okay (laughs) uh that was uh, ryan gosling and Anne hathaway uh was that ryan gosling yeah it was no was it no i don't no no no, it wasn't it was was definitely Anne Anne Hathaway. hathaway and um Steve Carell? No. no, 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 no. Um, somebody look it up. It's it's getting on my nerves. Spider Spider Man. Uh, Andrew Garfield? No. Not Toby Maguire? Is it Toby Maguire? Someone that looks like him. <laughs> Someone that looks like nah. Now yeah, look it up. Every everybody's everybody uh, who's listening is uh, making fun of us. Oh yeah, they're all they, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. like you idiot. <laughs> look, even Lucy knows. <laughs> it's like how do you know it's not blah blah blah? Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. Yes. Close enough to Spider-Man. You guys are so far. Well, well, Close well, enough to Spider-Man. He was in the latest Spider-Man, but okay. Um, but yeah. So, but yeah. So, I, I, yeah, again, so, like, I'll just hit it to me because, like, I don't know. Because, again, I don't – I have closure, but, like, I still ponder. You know what I mean? So, it's like, I don't know. Like, because what am I going to get out of it? What am I going to get out? And I know people are, like, sometimes – They'll ask, oh, like, would you, like, get back with her or whatever? Let's say something happened. Right, right. And I'm like, no, because the same issues would arise. Right. You know, like. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. I mean, will it ever end? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, 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 like some of it's like some of the issue was that, you know, um, the, the state, the state of where my life was, you know. Well, we got broke up 2012, so I was 32. So, so I was 32, you know, <laughs> crap job still living with my parents. Hasn't, not much has changed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I mean, like, listen, and, and, and we've talked about this too in, in our in our chats and our little, you know, our little get-togethers. Mm-hmm. Where you are in life and everything like that, I mean, obviously the importance of it to you is, is its own matter, mm-hmm. but I think the importance of it to a significant other if if it is an importance, is definitely a sign of someone you shouldn't be with. Mm-hmm. 
because I was in a lot better financial, not, well, job, uh, the amount of money I made at my job, I was in a lot better position when we met than we are now. Mm. Uh, but financially, I was a mess. Mm. Um, if that plays a role, then I thought that because, because that can change at the whim of a hat. I mean, look at people that work on Wall Street. You can go from a millionaire to, to living on the streets overnight. Mm. So you the, to that person, that shouldn't even be an equation. Mm. Or a very small part of the equation of, of developing a relationship with somebody. Again, depending on the importance it is to you. The importance it is to you is obviously separate from what it is to a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean that that, that was a that was a factor. That was, that was a factor. So but like yeah, I don't I yeah, I don't know how important closure is. I, I mean I think somebody should just handle it the way that it's dealt. If you get the closure if you get the closure, great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't, that really sucks <laughs> because I know it's going to be just like, you know, just you eats know, away at it's you. It's going to eat away at you, but like you just you just got to keep going. You know, like you're not you're not going to get it. You're not and I don't think you should strive to go get it, <laughs> you know, because so, you're not going to like the answer anyway. It's right. not going to come out how you want it. Right, right, right. It doesn't change the fact that whatever it is, is. Exactly. So. But I still want to know. <laughs> I want to know too, girl. You should watch a movie with her. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. she, was, she was good with, with Tenet. She was fine. Yeah. Oh, usually opening credits. All right, you've seen this. So just tell me what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, I legit need to know before I know. It drives me nuts if I don't know. That's horrible. That's right, terrible. Right. Uh, was that everybody? Oh well, I mean, yeah. be, before the okay. So you're done. All right, yeah, seven, seven, number seven. I know seven, you're not going to answer. Asterisk. Again. What's your birthday? <laughs> Eight years. Her cousin has known you a lot longer and doesn't know. Right. <laughs> so can, can we get a month? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can okay. we get a day of the month? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not giving you. I'm not giving you that. I'll, I'll give you the reason why I don't give people that answer. <laughs> okay. Well, and I know you've explained it because you don't want people to celebrate you on just that particular day. They should enjoy enjoy you all year round for who you are. That is one. That yeah. that that is one reason. That is one. Re- the reason. Yeah. Um, people shouldn't be be beholden to a date to praise the person. You know. Who, I mean, and not to get all morbid, but who's to say, you know, like somebody's going to die, whatever. Oh, man, that that person's birthday was a month and you're waiting. You could have said like, yeah. hey, man, you don't even need to like celebrate. Just just acknowledge him. Just say, hey, man, you're freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, just like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like, you know, you're like to me, you're a fucking man, dude. Like, I love that about you. You know, like that's not supposed to you're the baby. <laughs> you're, yeah. not so, you're not supposed to be older than me. <laughs> you know, so like that's great. You know, and freaking Jen's awesome. You know what oh, I'm saying? Thanks. Like, you know, so like that's the thing. Like, you don't wait for somebody's birthday. You know, no, like, that's, I, I, I hear you. That, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. my thing. That's one thing. But like, the second thing is more like sad. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's just more so. It's like I feel that I don't deserve the praise that comes with a birthday because I believe and what experiences that I've had in my life that I deserve any praise because I feel that I'm a failure when it comes to relationships, when it comes to life, you know, people have not people like directly have said like, you're not a man, but I see what people want in one. I'm not that I've, I was, uh, engaged. 
I am not <laughs> anymore. That sucks, <laughs> you know. And it's I I've tried to uh uh you know get with women and stuff like that, and they're just like, you're cool, but you know all this stuff. So it's just like, I feel that it would be false if I said my birthday and then it comes around and people are like, oh my god, it's Martini's birthday, woo! Like you're the man, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like. Have you seen the shit that I've gone through? No, I'm not. But now, <laughs> but now, but now here's the thing. Just to put it in perspective. So, so you technically, you actually are the definition of a man because you, you've you've been through the the engagement that didn't work out. You know, you're you're not in a position in life that you want to be in. You you're, you're living with your parents, and it doesn't. You know, obviously, you're not happy about it. Um, but yeah. So you so you have all those negatives. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things that would mo- break people. But the sign of a man is you're at a job you hate, but you go to work every day. You're not happy with your life, but you get up and get out of bed every day. You're, you you had an engagement that didn't work out, you know, to the way you wanted it to. But you're still not afraid to go out and try and pursue a new relationship in some part. So... You you overcome the failures. That's a man. A man is is you fail and you get up and you keep going. You know you pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You put your pants on. You shower. You get ready. You get out. You do what you got to do, and you do the the best with the cards that are dealt with you. That's a man, and that's what you got to remember. Mm-hmm. Which kind of ties into this podcast because yes. you wanted to interview us on you know all the things that we struggled through and all the things that we had to overcome. You mm-hmm. overcame a lot yourself too. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know exactly where, I mean, obviously not exactly, but you know the things that we had to overcome to get to the next. And that's basically where you've come to. Um, it's almost like you and I are one and the same, where I keep striving. I'll be honest. What am I striving for? I don't know. And Kyle said it perfectly, and it kind of, like, just hit me hard, where I was like, oh, damn, that's right. Like, I keep striving, but when is when does it end? You know, when will I find happiness, I guess, for myself? I truly don't know because I haven't found it. So, perfect pod pa- podcast yeah. for you because that's you. <laughs> yeah. Another po- you know, another other podcast, and I watch a lot of motivational speakers too online and stuff like that. And and like uh, some of the things they say are like the richest people in the world are miserable. Right, I've heard that before. Yeah, miserable people because they're never they can never be happy with what they have. They're always on the on the hustle for something better. Yeah, the next, yeah. you know. And but really going back to my point though, the the true def, you know, you've had all these hurdles, you've had all these obstacles, but you're still pursuing the things that are fundamentally what you want to do and it hasn't it may have slowed you down, but it hasn't stopped you. You're sitting here we're doing your a podcast and something that you've wanted to do and now you have up and going. You know, your other avenues that we've talked about that you want to do, you're pursuing. You know, it, it hasn't stopped you from pursuing your goals where you could have easily been like, nothing's right in life. Everything I do fails. I'm going to lay here and give up. That's the difference between a man and not a man. Not a man goes, well, it ain't going my way, so throw in a towel. <laughs> man goes, well, I got the shit kicked out of me today. Let's see what tomorrow brings me. And that's what you're doing. So... Don't ever downgrade yourself to say you're not you. a man. You definitely are. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Thank you. That, no, that was that was that was good. You almost you almost got me to cry. Thank you. 
<laughs> no, I don't but, care about the crying. I'm going to find out that birthday, though. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and if I find it out, I'm going to text you, but I won't tell anybody. <laughs> it's July. <laughs> Uncle Lord. I'm, I'm going to pit pocket you. I've been telling you that Whoa. for years. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to grab your wallet and check your license, put it back without you ever knowing. You hear you, hear you, Dad? He is a delinquent. I'll teach you I'm sorry. how to do it. Don't worry, little girl. <laughs> um, all right, but that is uh, the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for being on here. It was it was really really good. No, thank you. No, this was a lot of fun. Our our first, you know, we were virgins. So <laughs> thanks for being gentle. <laughs> no problem, no problem. And, and uh, Jen, I know you were nervous before. Like you were like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on. But like, how how do you feel? You good? It was pretty easy. It was fun. It was exciting. Thank you. Yeah. yeah all right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, um, so uh, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is Tink Pod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That is TinkPodcast at gmail.com, and I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody. <laughs>